Cheers, y'all. Party right Welcome, here. ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and uh, video extravaganza known internationally as the world famous Smoking and Toasting. Welcome to the show. Uh, it is show number 246. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars, and the people who love them. I thought we should add that. Uh, and the people and who the, love right, them. Right, like, you know, because that, that line always gets We're added. We're here to, for the people. Yeah, well, that line always gets added. You know, it's for. It's for uh, Men who love to, uh, you know, uh, go outdoors and camp, and the women who love them. So f- for us, it'll be about uh, craft beer, fine spirits, hand rolled cigars, and the people who love them. <laughs> uh, and that would that would be us. Uh, welcome to number two hundred and forty-six. Our program is brought to you by mycigarshirts.com. Great shirts on the web for cigar lovers all over the world. Be sure to check them out because they are a <laughs> fine, fine sponsor of the show. Mycigarshirts.com because cigars. Yes. So uh, welcome to the program. It has been far too long, and I say this in all seriousness, it's been far too long since we had one of our favorite guests on the show, and he's back today, Mr. Chris Hart. Welcome. Thanks for having me back, guys. It feels like it's been a minute. It's been too long, actually. Uh, The last time we had you here was like in the middle of the first COVID wave, right when we started doing the yeah, show. Yeah, I think again. I was unvaccinated the last time I saw you. Yeah, I think we all were, and <laughs> no, uh, and and now we're all uh, feeling a little bit better about sitting well, we, within we proximity. Had, we had to a each moment other. on your show uh, uh, a while back. Yes, too. we did. I think That's that was right. the actual last time. We've had a number of moments on his show. What, what does that mean? Number of moments. Well, I just mean memorable things have oh, happened. Gotcha. Yeah, when, yeah, sure. When we've been on your show, absolutely. I mean, we, uh, listen. Every time I come here, it, it it feels as comfortable and as relaxed as being. With you guys at a, on a porch somewhere smoking a cigar, like it's it's your family. I'm happy to be here. Love well, to hear that. Uh, and, and that's, <laughs> I wish we were sitting here smoking a cigar. <laughs> so do I. But we're getting back to that. By the way, we just lined up our next show at the Rainbow Lodge, uh, which is where our wine expert Mark Burrell holds court. And uh, Mark's going to have us all that set up awesome. out, on, out on the back patio. So so here on smoking and toasting as we. You know, talk about craft beer and fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars. We now have a number of experts in different areas and fields. Liliana, for example, is our tequila expert. Mm-hmm. We want to talk tequila. We need to get, you know, get the skinny from somebody that knows. Liliana's our go-to. We have, you know. Uh, Chris Morris doing God mixed love drinks. Him. He's our cocktail specialist, you know. God, God love him because no one else does. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we have uh, we have our legal expert, Trey Boring, and we have our, our whiskey expert, uh, Mr. Chris Hart. And let me just say, we're not the only ones who refer to him as an oh, expert. Oh, Lord, here we go. No, I'm just saying. Just, it's not... just curious, who, who else has referred to me as an expert? Uh, that, Texas well, Monthly. Texas Monthly oh, for that's one publication. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that, old, that old rag. No, no. But, no and, and as, but as much as we like teasing you, I mean, seriously, you know as much about whiskey as anybody that we have on the show on any kind of yeah. I'm basis, looking down so. at the comments. Just before you say too much, I want you to know that Alan Denny is watching. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> good old Alan. Uh, He's probably sitting at his lounge uh, uh, Galveston Cigar. I always forget if it's Galveston Cigar Company or Galveston Cigar Lounge because uh, all they did was change one word and of course they changed the whole environment. It's lounge. It's lounge. It's lounge. lounge. Uh, But I love love him to death. Shout out to Alan Denny. Um, But yeah, so as as far as expert goes, it's interesting. There was a a great national group, a bourbon group called Someone Say Whiskey uh, that, that someone posed this question. And it's interesting. I've always noticed there's a phenomenon around being okay with someone someone calling themselves an expert or being okay with hearing 
someone refer to you as an expert? Because in whiskey in particular, there is so much knowledge, uh, with spirits in particular, there's so much knowledge available online. You quite literally could become an expert by simply using by just Google. Reading. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. And and well, whereas in the medical field, <laughs> right. if people yeah. tell you you became an expert using Google, people would laugh in your face. Yeah, yeah but those people are still practicing too. Yeah. I don't want the doctor Googling the surgery before he uh, before he cuts it's, me it's open. It's okay. I watched a couple videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen YouTube? It's great. You can learn anything. I know exactly on there. how this appendix works. Yeah. So, I mean, so well, it, what you say is 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 true. I mean, uh, Liliana. Uh, Rodriguez, our tequila expert, still kind of like you know Cringes. bristles a little bit when we call her an expert. She wants to be called an aficionado. I'm like, well, I'm an aficionado because I love it, but uh, I, I wouldn't call myself an expert. She knows so much more about it than anyone else that I know personally. So, for as far as I'm concerned, she's our expert. Yeah. So, and here's the thing: when it comes to to spirits, you can have an expert in distilling who doesn't know jack shit about the history of the product or how right. uh, uh, sales or marketing works. You can have an expert in sales. You can have an expert in marketing. An expert in branding. There are a whole list of options to be, and no one covers all of them. Right. However. Uh, what we are essentially all really calling ourselves are subject matter experts. Uh, the broad category of expert is really, I, I don't know of, uh, you know, I remember one time one of the legends in the, in the industry, Eddie Russell, uh, or Jimmy Russell, both uh, thought that, uh, I believe, and I, I, it's one of the common tropes with, with bourbon, I, I forget it at the moment, but let's just say he thought that bourbon had to come from Kentucky. And that's, to, to truly be bourbon. To be called bourbon had to come, and that's simply not, Right, not, not legally true. true. Yeah. It's never been true, uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you can be an expert in distilling. You can be an expert in maturation. You can be an expert in in, in marketing and branding. But th- th- you're not going to cover all your bases. So yeah. I think I think people just wince at it. We're all just subject matter experts of specific reins within the category. Well, my dad, who is the king of dad puns, I mean, no is he an expert? He's an expert in dad, dad puns. puns. But he used to say that an X is a has-been and a spurt is a squirt under pressure. So uh, that's that was his opinion of the so-called experts whenever one would come on TV or something like a that. A spurt. So, yeah. One of my CCSD <laughs> brothers just uh, uh, put it in the comments, if you need a BS expert, he knows one. This <laughs> oh, guy. No, I think we got that covered. <laughs> I think we're good with that, yeah. This guy has the gift of gab more than mm-hmm. almost anybody I've ever known. Oh, the guy well, you know? The, the guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will say this. I've learned a lot about whiskey from uh, you, from having you on the show, from drinking with you, from listening to your show. Sure. Uh, so you can learn a lot about whiskey from a guy like Chris. And I, a lot of things I learned about whiskey, I learned at the Whiskey Social, which there's another one coming up. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that as well on the program today. Speaking of the things we're going to talk about, we'll be tasting some whiskeys because Chris, you know, Never shows up empty-handed, so that's uh, that's always appreciated. I brought so. a couple of wild cards today, yeah, something yeah. outside the norm. Ian also brought something from his whiskey collection. We will uh, be sampling a uh, Talisker 10-year single malt, so looking forward to that. Classic malt of Scotland. In, yep. in the beer category, and by the way, tomorrow is International Beer Day, so we'll be beginning the celebration. We'll think of today as International Beer Day Eve. And we'll kick off the celebration, hopefully, and, and, and then, you know, sometime after midnight is when um, um, <clears throat> a Distilling Santa arrives in his sleigh and, and <laughs> slides down the chimney and leaves beer on everybody's kitchen counter. That's what we're hoping, you know? That, that's Brewing Santa, uh, yes. That's Brewing Santa, okay. Oh, sorry, what did I say, distilling? <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even, this is why I can't be an expert. They're brothers. I can't even, I can't even get something like that You're right. an aficionado. Yeah. Uh, uh, we will be tasting some interesting beers today. 
<laughs> I was up in the uh, Dallas area uh, last weekend uh, for my niece's wedding. Me too. Mm-hmm. And oh, really? Yeah, last week. Uh, like, I didn't like, see wait, you were up there for wedding. his niece's wedding. No, no, I didn't no, no, see no. that. I wasn't up there for your niece's wedding, but uh, we were there in uh, Carrollton for a few oh, days. Okay. Trying to decompress before school started. I hung out in Sanger, Texas, which was about thirty minutes from where the. Uh, that just sounds uh, like a Texas accent, doesn't it? Doesn't it? He's a Sanger. He's a Sanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait till you see him play. He the, sings both kind of music, country it, and western. And wait till you see him play the guitar. Uh, <laughs> so no, uh, I was in Sanger, Texas, uh, at a little Airbnb that my wife found uh, up there, which was very nice. And uh, it was about it's about twenty minutes, I guess, from the. Uh, the chapel where the uh, wedding took place. And my brother, uh, who lives up in that area, um, I, he said, where are you staying? I said, uh, it's a little place in Sanger. He goes, oh, they have a Fuzzy's Tacos there. So th- and this is how you, like, chart different, you know, sure. different geographic areas in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth metroplexes nice. where there's a Fuzzy's there's Tacos. A fuzzy's tacos. <laughs> so I visited the Fuzzy's Tacos a couple of times. That's kind of how I know where yeah. civilization is. My wife wants to live... In the like in the middle of nowhere, I'm like, look, if we're not within 20 minutes of a Walmart, we're, we're just you're we're too gonna, far out. Yeah, we're gonna be miserable. Like, we'll be good yeah. for about a week, and then we're gonna be murdering <laughs> each other. Well, anyway, so while I was up there, I uh, uh, looked around for some beers, uh, some breweries, uh, uh, products that I hadn't seen before, and I stumbled across Tups Brewery, uh-huh. uh, which is in McKinney, Texas. I had not tasted any of their stuff uh, stuff before. So today we will be sampling a Tups Brewery juice pack. It's a double dry hopped. Pale Ale. Mm -hmm. So we'll be trying that today. Also, Firestone Walker Brewing Company, I've heard of them, uh, we'll be tasting their Breda Blanc. It's a wild ale fermented uh, with white grape juice, and uh, they're from Bulletin, California. And then Perennial Artisan Ale's Intentionally Indulgent Imperial Stout will be on the uh, on the menu as well. So um, so uh, it should be a good... Oh, oh, and also today, since we have our whiskey expert here, uh, we'll be checking out what to... Uh, he makes a face every time you what, say that. Uh, uh, we'll be checking out a, a great new list that we stumbled across of the best songs about whiskey. All right. And I, I got what, some thoughts. And what whiskey to drink with them. So I always love doing whiskey lists when you're here. I, oh, I, got, I got things you, to say. Yeah, yeah. you got things to say. That's exactly <laughs> things to say. Right. Go ahead so. and ask me about Alan Denny and Chris so. Morse again. I got to lift a few oh, things oh, off. We, we, got a lot of sh- we got a lot of show left to go, so you'll have plenty of time. Um, Ian, I've actually got to step out for a quick second and take care of something. Why don't you tell us about what you had an opportunity uh, to smoke this week? Well, man, I suppose I can do that. This morning I got up. And uh, made myself some breakfast. Oh, you don't want to hear about that. Actually, anyway, shortly after I uh, shortly after I did that, I went outside onto my back patio. You had a morning cigar. Yes. Oh. Well, you know, I usually I usually review my cigars right before the show, so my Thursdays are a wonderful morning. Oh. A lot of times I go up to uh, Casa de Monte Cristo and do it, but uh, this time I decided to stay on my back patio. Because I had a Alec Bradley coil, C O Y O L coil, in the uh, in the humidor that I wanted to try. This is a robusto at five by fifty two. The wrapper's Honduran binder and filler were Nicaraguan and Honduran blend. The appearance light brown, like kind of leatherish. Uh, two bands, bit veiny, and the whole thing had a pretty firm feel overall. The pre light sniff on this barnyard kind of classic tobacco, sweet coffee, fresh cut lumber. 
uh, really pleasant smelling cigar. Like I could wear that as a. It looks like a morning, a morning, like, <laughs> nice cup of coffee. Right. Yeah. You know, um, the uh, uh, the prelate draw on this. Uh, I used a punch on it. Had a medium draw. Had earthy uh, leather, coffee, hay, and wood flavors going on through uh, through it. The initial light on this tangy green pepper punch, kind of a um, kind of a weird thing where the pepper doesn't hit the front of the palate, but but towards the back of the palate and sits there and it's a big spiciness um tangy green pepper punch backed by spices and leather big cedar notes going on the first third of this creamy pepper leather earth coffee that's what i got it is much cedar going on in the beginning of this retro hay is pleasant with a fresh fragrant kind of fresh cut wood quality which is which i kind of enjoyed solid ash very uneven burn the uh, second third of this, the uh, cedar and leather became the theme of this with touches of spice uh, and uh, an earth underlying pepper and toast with a slight nuttiness. Retro hail was peppery with fresh cut lumber, solid ash, uneven burn. Ah, that's now, I never tended to burn on this, okay? Mm -hmm. I just left it. It was just one of those uneven things, and it was, it was about uh, three-eighths to a half inch off mm -hmm. from one side to the other. Um, it never created a real run or anything like that, but it just had its it just had its kind of unevenness going on. The last third is earth and leather kind of take over. Pepper and cedar notes remain, underlying nuttiness uh, and toast started happening. Uh, it was really good at that point, and then a slight bitterness picked up and um, lift a kind of a harsh peppery aftertaste at this point. Uh, after after just a couple minutes, the harshness went away and became kind of toast and pepper. Solid ash, the burn evened itself out perfectly by the end of this. So if you're looking at that picture, you'll see that the burn, <laughs> I never mm -hmm. tended it. It just okay. became even at the very end. Uh, this is about an $8 cigar from Alec Bradley. I like a lot of Alec Bradley cigars. I'm not usually uh, completely blown away. I like a lot of their cigars. I am giving this one a four. Um, at $8, I really want to enjoy that cigar a little bit more. I don't want an uneven burn. Now, in their defense, I smoked one cigar, so it could just be the one cigar. It could be like if I smoke five of them, only one will have that. Right. But that harshness at the end that just kind of popped up and then changed flavors was just really weird to me. Uh, the overall flavor profile on this is pretty good. If you like something in the uh, in the mild to medium range mm -hmm. with some interesting wood flavors, this is definitely a cigar for you. Okay. And and your uh, price to quality? Uh, I gave it a four. Four. I gave it a four. I, I've had at $8... Mm, there's a lot of cigars out there I could pick Awful up at $8 cigars, that I'm yes. going to really enjoy. Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks like a solid $6 stick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a lot of what Alec Bradley has done. Um, in fact, I talked to one of the owners recently, too. Uh, he's a big bourbon guy. Uh, if you said his name, I'd know it. It's one of the sons. Oh, I forget. One's named Alec and one's named Bradley, right? Is that, mm -hmm. that's I, think, I think that's right, yeah. <laughs> I, think I, talked uh, no, to, I think that's right. I think I talked to Alec, yeah. Well, it's um, it, it, it's a good company. They make great cigars. Great you know, not everybody, you know, bats a thousand and 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 oh, knocks look it at out the shitty the cigars I've made. <laughs> Your cigars tasted great. Uh, yeah. So, and well, I don't know if we've ever have we ever talked about it on this show what what happened there. I don't think we ever did. I don't think we, we've think talked, we talked about, about the fact it that, that we had there were some construction we issues. Yeah. So yeah. we we were given. Yeah. I, I'm a very uh, when it comes to. Cigars. I'm a bit more <coughs> prudish with what I enjoy versus whiskey. I'm a, I like a, you know I like mezcal, I like Satoa, I like rye, I like I like all these things. Mm -hmm. We were given some samples. Me and Alan Dinner were given some great samples of sticks from Room 101, mm -hmm. and, a very reputable and and successful cigar company. Yeah, and, and apparently um, uh, we we got with uh, 
Stogie's owner, uh, Jorge, and we mm-hmm. basically tasted through a bunch. We said, okay, this is a great stick. This is what we want. He goes, well, um, the the limited runs of Room 101 are always instant sellouts, so it's going to mm-hmm. move. We'll just have to right. figure out how to pay you. So I, I don't want any money for it. I just want a good stick. I think it would be great. And I think we sold about half of them and then some the very first night of the Whiskey Social. So right. he made all of his money. They made their debut there, right. Correct. Yeah. And I bought a bunch. You bought, bought a bunch. A yeah. uh, Wade bought a bunch. And about 90% of the people that I know personally that bought some to support me sent me pictures. Uh, I know I sent some. <laughs> you sent some. Pack, packs of 10 that they unraveled, that they cracked, that they fell apart. Not every single cigar. Well, for but Wade, there were ones in the in the pack. For Wade, it was I think eight out of ten of the okay. cigars. Yeah, yeah. Right. I had I had about six of them that started yeah. to unravel, and the yeah, four that had, didn't were about the same. So, had, and, and out of those six, about three of them actually smoked. Yeah. So, so they sat around for over a year at Stogie's, and uh, and he goes, well, you know, what's going on? Can we move through these? I'm like, no. Like, yeah. like if they were great quality, they would have gone through them. You, right. you said so yourself that limited edition runs go through pretty fast. Boom. Quick, yeah. Uh, so if it's not moving, have you tried to smoke one? Have you tried to cut one without it falling apart in your hands? <laughs> so I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it was just dry. I don't know if room. I'm not throwing stones. I'm not saying room 101 did a switcheroo on us. I don't know what happened, but we all of it was beyond our. Uh, it's no different than a whiskey. If, if we do a barrel selection and we say this is the greatest one, bottle this one and send me all of it. And if they send a, a case, cases full of vodka, that's not exactly my fault. Right. So uh, we, I, I have aspirations to eventually do it again, but we're going to be doing it a lot differently. It'll be an actual private label, and uh, we're, we're going to put some real money behind it. So uh, oh. one day. One day, but sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> you, to hijack. No, but you guys do such such great, you know, limited things. The rum uh, that you guys did with Plantation, mm, yeah. I mean, that was outstanding. We've got, uh, in fact, I haven't told you guys this yet, but uh, at the end of this month, at the end of August, towards my birthday, um, we have 19 new barrels arriving that are all exceptionally old. We're talking 17-year-old Jamaican, wow. 27-year-old Jamaican, 20-year-old Barbados from Mount Gay. Your garage must be full. Uh, no, we're, we're, we're building a distillery across the street from Gulf Coast. Everything is out of Gulf Coast right now. So they're bringing it in. All That's my barrels, awesome. All my barrels will be stored there. Um, I, I want you all to come by, come taste through some straight from the barrel. Come, oh, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know how to say no to that. Yeah. Uh, wow. Of course, that'd be great. That's not even half of it, man. The at the very beginning of September, we have fifteen thousand liters <coughs> wow. of cognac coming in. Oh wow. Ten uh, year old, twelve year old, fourteen year old, twenty one year old Grand Champagne, and thirty year old. Oh. Uh, so when that all gets here, you guys need to come by the district. Let me let me put some booze in your bellies. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and, and I know we're building a, a cigar deck on the side of Gulf Coast. Nice. So. Come taste through some barrels, some liquid straight from the barrel. Come have a cigar. You know, enjoy your day. You know, and and uh, I'll take care of you Count guys. Count me in. Count me in. All right, let's take a quick We're break. We're going to make that a mandate. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to tell you about what I smoked this week. And uh, also, uh, it's time to start the tasting. So we'll uh, we'll be jumping in with this Tupps Brewery Juice Pack Double Dry Hopped Pale Ale. And we'll see where else we can, uh, you know, what, what we might be able to get Chris to open for us from his uh, little private selection here. So uh, hang on. It is all about whiskey today. Whiskey expert in the house. And the best whiskey songs and what whiskey to drink when you listen to them. 
All coming up on Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. It is a program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. A great uh, website uh, on the uh, intranet for uh, lovers of cigars and, and enjoyers of T-shirts because uh, they have great cigar-related cigar T-shirts. And t-shirts. comfy T-shirts, yes, too. Those they T-shirts are, are very nice. nice. They're very nice. And they uh, start under 20 bucks. So check them out. Uh, MyCigarShirts.com because... Cigars. Yes, sir. Um, so I want to tell you about what I smoked this week. I um, Right before you do that. Okay. Oh, thank you for that. Does that okay, now does that, like, you talk. does that set the tone or what? <laughs> My nipples are um, hard. You know, uh, as an official card-carrying personal member of the A.J. Fernandez Fanboy Club. Uh, I have tried just about everything that he's blended in the world of cigars, but I've never talked about smoking this particular one on the show before. I've had a number of these. Uh, In fact, I've got a number of them in my humidor right now, but I've never actually talked about them on the show, and I thought, you know, uh, this is is too important a cigar not to discuss. Uh, So I am today going to be talking to you about the A.J. Fernandez New World Cameroon Churchill. Now, the New World line you're familiar with, it it was one of the early lines that AJ put out uh, when he was first doing, you know, cigars under his own name Mm -hmm. instead of just making them for uh, for other people. And uh, the New World line debuted back in 2014. Four years later, he added this particular blend, which uses a Cameroon wrapper around a Nicaraguan binder and uh, uh, filler. Uh, the cigar is gently box pressed. It's almost square, just has the tiniest bit of roundness to it. Mm-hmm. But this particular size is uh, is not uh, rectangular. It's more almost almost square. Right. And uh, the uh, the label is the New World label that shows Columbus landing in the Americas, except it's got more of a green tint to it. And uh, there's an extra band that says Cameroon Selection. And the pre-light sniff and draw, both very rich and earthy, with a very pleasant uh, leather note and a touch of green tea. I used a punch. It lit effortlessly. And I can tell you from smoking this uh, cigar in the past, this is just one of the most uh, one of the most easy draw perfect burn cigars ever. Uh, it might not be always razor sharp, but I don't think I've ever had one of these give me a, a burn problem. Um, I, so, you know, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever had a, uh, and I could be completely wrong, but a box press cigar that didn't draw amazingly. You know, I've, I've had a few, but generally speaking, you're, you're absolutely right. that There's something about that shape that seems to lend itself towards a more even burn. Sure. And I'm, I'm guessing it's just the way that the wrapper tobacco burns as as it draws. But, or maybe um, just uh, compressing the tobacco slightly. Maybe, yeah. Well, Rocky it... Patel's Vintage Series are all the box press, and, and they, they, they draw well, but there's some burn issues for sure, mm-hmm. consistent mm-hmm. burn issues. I, uh, I, I used a punch on this baby. I lit it effortlessly and was greeted by a nice bloom of pepper, but there was also, you expect the pepper from the Nicaragua cigars, mm-hmm. but there was also this little uh, initial bit of honey sweetness that balanced out that that pepper real nicely and kept it from being in any way harsh or too big. Um, the first third 
kind of settled into its flavors very quickly. I was quite pleased with how a cedar note uh, developed that played really nicely with the spiciness of the Cameroon wrapper. It had a pleasant sort of a minerality to the cigar, uh, kind of like a really good mineral water, you know, just leaves that, mm -hmm. that flavor on your tongue. Um, second third continued to be nicely spiced. Black pepper, a hint of cayenne, balanced still by this very slight sweetness. Uh, it was during the second third that I kind of put my finger on the the spiciness of, of the retrohale because it was a little different from the pepper that I was getting uh, on the initial draw on the cigar. Um, the retrohale was a little more like a nostril-based heat that reminded me of um, wasabi. Wasabi, you know, like it, a it's hot mustard. Right, yeah. it's, more, it's more in the nose than right. it is. And of course, it's a retrohale, so that might have had something to do with it. But uh, anyway, it was, it was quite pleasant. Um, construction... Um, solid all the way through this thing. Um, cedar and wood notes dominated about the halfway point, along with the pepper. The finish was dry, kind of like a, a champagne uh, dryness, and it uh, even gave me a little bit of toasted that's almond. That's like a solid medium yes. in, in fullness on that, that one. That's right. Um, and and I was going to mention that, that the New World line is very full-bodied. Full bodied, but this Cameroon selection yeah. is much more in the medium part of uh, of the range. You probably won't be surprised by this, but I love the cigar. <laughs> uh, while the uh, standard New World again is is fuller bodied, this one comes in right about medium. Great construction, solid ash, tasty all the way through. It's almost as if. This Fernandez guy knows what he's doing. Um, I actually like this blend a little better than the standard New World, personally. Um, it, um, you know, it it's a great one when you're in the mood for something big, but it's definitely got a little more uh, punch to it. This one is right in the middle of the palate. Cameroon's a little more subtle, and it was delicious to the nub at six to seven dollars. I really can't recommend this highly enough. Uh, in fact, it, it sticks like this one that can make it hard for me to give those ten, eleven, twelve dollar cigars a higher rating. Yeah, because I'm comparing them to what you could do at six or seven like this one, and it really kind of you know just you know really bats way above its average. Um, I'm gonna say thumbs up, solid six for price to quality. Maybe even a six and a half. It's just. I don't want to get too carried away because I know I'm a fanboy, right? I've, I've smoked that cigar, and I remember enjoying it. I've never done a uh, sit-down and think about it, review right, you, on it. Right, and, the, and I've smoked a number of these. This is the first time I really stopped and thought right. about the flavors. But and, I also and, know and, that if I took if I took Mad Dog 2020 and put the name Alec Bradley on it, you would probably drink it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, totally there is something you. to be said of the novelty items. I mean, I think Weller just came out with a bunch of cigars that have the Weller bourbon logo on it. and, t and I say taters, but... Fanatics lost their minds buying it up for you know a premium price. Yeah, it it happens. I mean that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons that you know a lot of celebrities give their name to products and a lot of. Ooh, uh, we could talk about that too. Uh, yeah. Well, that's I, a whole. Uh, that's a whole. I other recently smoked fish. a bourbon barrel aged cigar that yes was I garbage. Did, I did not enjoy it even remotely. You know, I bought a box. Not really. I mean, it's better to have a cigar than not to have a cigar, but. But just above. So I reviewed a Perdomo um, uh, Sun Grown uh, the about, about a month or two ago. It wasn't the champagne, but it was the Sun Grown. Perdomo champagne's and, amazing. Yeah. And really liked it and wound up buying a box, except what I didn't realize was that the box I bought, the Sun Grown box, was bourbon barrel aged. And so I've had a, I've had a while to go through them. And it's not that I don't enjoy them. 
But I don't I don't really almost want the bourbon it's, barrel aging. It's like on the my Kentucky cigar. fire cured too. It's yeah. like sometimes it's just too much. Once in a while it's fine. Yes, yes. The Muat, the Mosey mm-hmm. weighs a ton. Yeah. So there's this guy in uh in downtown Louisville. I believe Louisville. his name is Joseph Shepard. He I, I, we've all seen barrel aged cigars. We've seen the Maker's Mark dipped cigars, Are you the talking cognac about dipped. Ted's? No. Okay. Uh, he basically took a barrel of uh, brandy, of a fruit brandy, and suspended the cigars vertical, above just above the liquid. Mm. And to me, this is the perfected science of flavoring cigars this way that no one else has seemed to be able to duplicate. There's some, I mean, the 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 wrappers, first of all, the cigars were great. They were, a, I love a good 54 ring gauge. I love a good thick, hearty, you know, six and a half inch cigar. I mean, who doesn't love a good six and a half inches? And he suspended the cigars and literally the, the vapor, the oils of yeah. the brandy completely throughout the, the, the leaf coated and when you pull hmm. you pull them out and yeah, there was like yeah. there's like a sheen to them but just enough of a sheen just enough it's not you don't really f- taste the brandy when you bite into it and start to light it but it really uh burned I- i'll bring you some i couldn't believe how where, great where these do, were. You, do you get these only in kentucky at copper and king's distillery on site but i okay. i'll reach out to the guy i'm facebook friends with them i'll buy a box or however he i don't know if they're bundles or what yeah. but i will if you're gonna have a flavored cigar, or if you're gonna have a infused cigar, this guy—that's where to go. I think this guy's perfected. So it. I've seen like I've seen like Ted's cigars. Ted's is also in uh, Louisville, and you've seen them. They're in the little glass tube, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like Maker's Mark or right, whatever right. they, they the do little, them in uh, different things. Ted cigars and have the little wax on the end of the tube. And, and frankly, almost all of the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Is that his? Uh, that's yeah. Just I was sorry moving around. Uh, almost all of the. Uh, Bourbon barrel, almost not all of them. I've had a few that are okay, but almost all of them just have this, this, this tangy bitterness, bright bitter kind of thing mm-hmm. going on. Absolutely. It just doesn't match what you want in a cigar, you know. You know what? What I've generally found, although I again I can enjoy them occasionally if I'm kind of in the mood for that, but what I've found is they give me sort of the same sensation as a a, 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 a very cheap. Like drinking a Jack Daniels, or or you, you know what I mean. Like okay, it's still whiskey. You know what I mean. Yeah. It still has that basic, you know, satisfaction of being that. But it's not really giving me the flavors that I'm looking for. But yeah. again, that's just me. I know some people that love those things. Well, and those, I, it I enjoy adds acid a, every once in a it while. It definitely adds cigar. a sweetness to the cigar, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not always in a way that I uh, appreciate. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have poured us this uh, this beer, Ian. This is from Tufts Brewery in uh, McKinney, Texas. It is their Juice Pack Double Dry Hopped. Pale ale, which I'm finding much more difficult to say than I would have thought, uh, but that's okay. Um, anything you've uh, have you done any research yet on this? I've been yet? doing research uh, on the nose. It's fruity and beer, a citrusy and beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. fruity and beer, and uh, uh, it smells nice enough. This uh, double dry hot pale ale is so juicy and bursting with tropical aromas. Aromas we have a hard time keeping it in the can. Malt mm. profile. They have a. Uh, they have a. Um, a level one through five malt profile, they put it at three. Hop profile, they put fruit at five, citrus at five, and floral at two. And then the yeast profile, they put fruit at four. Hmm. 
I, I can get behind it. This is not a bad drinker. You know, it's uh, it's definitely got it's, the sort of lighter citrus fruit mm-hmm. flavors to it. It reminds me a little bit of <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of the flavor of a Starburst, not as sweet as that. But you know how like like if you get an orange Starburst candy, it doesn't really taste like orange, but what it tastes like is pretty good. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So this right here, yeah. So this. This is this is very drinkable. It's mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything obnoxious in it. It doesn't feel like you just like just like like wiped uh, hops across your tongue. <laughs> it does have a definite dryness to it. It's the not super finish. dank, but it, there's some juiciness to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, and yeah, it's drinkable. This it, is pretty what's nice. What's the ABV on this? Does it five and a half oh, percent? Oh, I know that seems low. So well, it, it kind of strikes me that way though. It's all. I don't want to say it's crushable, but it's real close. You know, I could see drinking this at the pool on a summer afternoon. It's it's not so heavy that you would. Of course, Ian looks at me like, "Yeah, I'll drink a barley wine at I the pool." I have no problems I'm... with that. <laughs> <laughs> and what you guys drink? Uh, what you guys bring to drink while we tube down the river? Ah, uh, some barley wines and imperial some stout, some porters. Uh, that's uh, that's, that's not for you. too far out to be. By honest the way, with you. speaking of tubing down the river, yeah, when is that? Did you buy your big uh, that cigar was last yet? weekend? Oh, so how did oh, that right, go? Oh, the, I put the picture of it last weekend. Oh, right? I didn't get to see it. Eight by eighty JFR lunatic. <laughs> I love. So that. I lit the cigar when we got in the river. By the time we did a two and a half hour float, right? Yeah, we got out of the river, and we got out, the nice thing was uh, where we got out of the river was right at our campsite. Yeah. So, so we just tossed our tubes up, and then we just kind of hung out in the river for like another hour. And I still <laughs> had cigar when I got back to the campsite. So that cigar lasted for three and a half hours. Oh man, you gotta love that! And it finally. I, I probably could have smoked it some more, and I was like, nope, I'm just done. I'm, I'm just done. Yeah, that's about, that's about all I can do. And then I waited a half an hour and lit another cigar. Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of like when you smoke two cigars back to back. Like, it's mm. really enjoyable. But by the time you, by the time you get to the end of the second one, you're usually ready for a little break. But then I'm like you, about a half an hour later, I could go again. You know? No, so, I mean, that sounds like a lot of personal information. Uh, <laughs> a little TMI. Two there. rounds and a break. Wow. Uh, over a cheever here. No, I, I, uh, when I, play, I don't smoke very often. But when I like when I'm playing poker, I'm going to be at the table for five hours. Mm-hmm. I'm chain smoking cigars. Ah, okay. I will smoke five in a row. And I will regret it by the fifth one. Oh, you, you just need to get the next one morning. giant oh, cigar, the cigar of intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know when Ian and Adam and I were invited to Honduras and went to the Aladino farm. So jealous. Uh, they, you know, they basically had a group of about what was it, Ian, about fifteen uh, guests yeah, that yeah. were there, and they they had a really nice table set out, and they just opened it up with boxes. Of Aladino, uh, it was a, a buffet, cigar. yeah, and it was just and, a buffet of and, cigars. And uh, I don't think any of us have ever smoked as continually as we did because when your cigar would end, you would just go to the table and get another one. Oh, it was a bit, well, so in the mornings, like the the whole morning ritual was wake up, coffee, um, have have your coffee and the, and a cigar, and then after that, you'd have breakfast. Right. And then you'd walk over to the buffet and you'd stuff your pockets because we were about to go out on the truck and out into the farm. Right, and all so you didn't want to be without a so cigar while you like were out there. you'd have two or three cigars in your pockets and you'd smoke them all the way out there. And then when you get back <laughs> for lunch, you'd sit down, of course, and relax and have a cigar. You know, and, and, I mean, it was just it was continuous and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was it was one of those things where you didn't feel like you needed any excuse to go. Okay, I think I'll have a cigar now. You just had one, yep. you know, and it was it was it was beautiful and awesome. Chris Hart is our special guest here. Chris is, uh, of course, one of the uh, guys behind uh, the Houston Bourbon Society. One of the guys behind the Houston Whiskey Social, which is now just known as the Whiskey Social. That's right? correct. Oh uh, wow, you caught, caught on. A lot of people didn't catch on to that. Yeah, no. Yeah, so we, uh, uh, this is a man with global. 
noble aspirations. Uh, this yeah. is we have intentions of going beyond Houston, and to, and, and to be honest with you, uh, the you know whiskeys of the world would do whiskeys of the world Dallas, whiskeys of the world Austin. Mm -hmm. We should be doing the whiskey social Houston, the whiskey social Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we have we have plenty of plans of these things as well as doing um, uh, an agave social in the spring. Well, we've said an this. Agave social. We've said this uh, a number of times on the show, and I will say it again. Um, of any of these kind of events that we've been to, yours is absolutely the best. And you're, you know, we're not receiving anything other than maybe a drink of what you brought along uh, to to say that. But no, we we really do mean that. You guys really do it right. Well, I, I really uh, genuinely appreciate it. And we we've got every year we have our growing pains. Uh, you know, one year it was too hot. The next year we ran out of food. Every year we fixed the problem, and then we've got a new issue. Yeah. Last year we had one set of bathrooms. This year we will have four sets of bathrooms. Uh, so, so we and we are we've also found a way to to take over more of the property and give us another two thousand square feet of elbow room. So yeah, there, there's nice. there's we've every year we're learning. We just we ask that our fans, uh, you know, be patient. Give us the feedback. Be honest. You guys gave me that feedback about how crammed it was last year. So mm -hmm. um, we will we will. There is no excuse for there to be the same issue two years in a row. Can can I uh, offer my favorite part of the whiskey social? Sure. My favorite part is several hours in. When I see Chris appear out oh, of the yeah. door of that green room or whatever <laughs> oh. it is, and he's got a bottle of who knows, Pappy Van Winkle, who knows what it is, and he's just walking around pouring it like he is the whiskey Santa Claus, and it's it's just, I don't, it's one of those things where everybody is happy. You know, Chris is happy because he's sharing this great whiskey with people. People that are getting it are happy because they're getting to drink it. It's just, it's one of those very wonderful communal moments, and it it's completely separate from. You know, walking around to the different booths and tables and sampling what they have. This is just bonus whiskey. You know? Yeah, we have uh, uh, two additional owners. Yeah. Otherwise, they each bought a portion of the whiskey, so there'll be three of us walking around pouring ah. insane bottles this year. And during COVID, uh, all we did uh, was purchase as many dusties, old, <laughs> rare, expensive. <laughs> Uh, and we'll be debuting the cognac at the event. We'll be debuting the rums at the event. So we'll have Gregarious Grump will have its own table. Ah, and we'll I, be, I mean, we'll be we'll be we'll be making sure that uh, you leave getting your money's worth. I think someone did the math one year, and I think you're paying about 13 cents per pour. It's uh, absolutely insane. That's you can't awesome. explain that that's to somebody awesome. until they're there to see. You could try to explain it to them, and they could see it, like, I'm sure, on some kind of intellectual level, but you don't realize it until you get there and you mm -hmm. start having drinks. Yeah, I mean, people, yeah, I get it. You know, you, you pay uh, 90 bucks for GA and 130 for for VIP, but but what you're getting, one, you're getting bottles that you're a lot, a lot of people are just not going to get their hands on. Mm -hmm. um, uh, two, not only did we buy one set of Pappy bottles, we bought too so uh <laughs> we we walk around even if you didn't get a pappy ticket there's a chance a small chance you may get a pour of you know 23 year old pappy and, uh. you know or old vintage bottles you can't find any bar in texas so uh as far in terms of value even with having to wait a little bit in line in the bathroom is just uh, i mean it's undeniable it's objectively yeah, it's a awesome. deal it, it's awesome what did you bring with you today that you want us to sample well uh, i guess we can start with uh you know we'll start to First, I guess we could start here. So, uh, Dickel, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Dickel. I'm, I'm, I'm exceptionally uh, fond of their older offerings. But uh, this is something that's really interesting. So we don't do brand interviews on my show anymore. I don't want to walk through spirits, and and uh, we try to stick to 
interesting conversations with you know spirited conversations with interesting people while you drink spirits while yeah. we drink spirits mm-hmm. right so it comes off less sales pitchy at times and i think it's important um so i made an exception for nicole austin who's the head distiller for dickel there are two famous tennessee whiskeys right not mm-hmm. not bur- they don't like to be called bourbon yeah. they like to be called tennessee whiskey Dickel is the is number two. Mm-hmm. The biggest one is, and that's one of the greatest songs of whiskey. What Tennessee whiskey? Tennessee whiskey. It's yeah. awesome. If that's not on the list, the list is wrong. Just uh, so you know. no, and I haven't gone all the way through the list, but I agree with you. Yeah. If it's not there, screw that list. Yeah. So uh, she is like twenty something, maybe thirty something. She's incredibly young, and she's uh, the head distillery manager for Dickel, Tullahoma, in Tullahoma. And she's like, you know what? We've been Tennessee whiskey for so long. It's a, it's a marketing thing. And it's caused the argument between whether or not Jack Daniels qualifies as bourbon. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take our Tennessee whiskey and release a product called bourbon by the label to prove that Tennessee whiskey, Tennessee whiskey, bourbon is Tennessee whiskey. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And she, uh, she's ba- it's basically a big middle finger to the debate. Mm-hmm. It's a big middle finger to this this marketing thing that came up, you know, decades ago. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look, look, it's bourbon. Here you go. Here's proof. It says it's so right on the label. It says it right on the label. <laughs> so same exact, it's a small batch blend. She released it and they sent me this bottle. Uh, they know they're not sponsors. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, a, a really affordable eight-year-old. That oh, was my beautiful. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was, oh, that here, was we really got yeah, we, we got Glenn, Glenn Karen on this. All right, I'll pass it. So, uh, how many? What's your what's your capacity for this event? <laughs> uh, okay, so last year we did sixteen hundred and forty people, and seventy five vendors. Mm-hmm. Wow! And uh, the seventy five vendors, which made up about four hundred, a little over four hundred spirits total. Um, and we were crammed. Well, that venue does a yeah. nursing conference every year of about three thousand women. Mm. So why was it so crammed? Because of all the tables, right? Right. Yeah. So, so we're gonna move the food outdoors. There's a back patio we've never used. We're gonna make put tents up, have food out there. We'll free up a whole room that uh, you know of two thousand square feet. We'll reduce the number of vendors we invite while not sacrificing the good spirits, uh, and that's gonna automatically give us two thousand square feet plus by adding four so we have a two sets of bathrooms indoors and two luxury air conditioned trailer bathrooms that we're going to be setting up outdoors nice. that people can go to so nice. that should mitigate just the lines yeah i just wanted to say this uh on the nose it actually really reminds me of a bottle of dickel uh single barrel that i have at home that it's more that rectangular bottle and it's uh it's just got a real sort of a cinnamony profile mm-hmm. on the nose and this reminds me a bit of that i haven't tasted it yet but it's like I'm about cinnamony to. and mineral water mm-hmm. and and i always think minimum or mineral mineral yeah yes. it's very mineral had a little stroke there minimum boy that's good <laughs> that's good that's an eight year eight years old uh 90 proof uh, it's just a solid. Bur- I mean, there's very a, easy to drink. It's very, there's, nothing, there's nothing to complain about. Charcoal, mm. chill filtered, goes through the Lincoln County process. It's bourbon, <laughs> just like Jack Daniels is bourbon. But here's the catch: people love to say, who are advocating for this argument, people mm-hmm. love to say, Tennessee, all Tennessee whiskey, not all bourbon is Tennessee whiskey, but Tennessee whiskey is bourbon. That's not necessarily true. Yeah. Technically, the rules for Tennessee whiskey do not cover additives mm. so you theoretically could have just a, a touch whiskey. of sugar right 
And it wouldn't technically qualify as bourbon, but would still but would qualify still as Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey. whiskey. Correct. Right. Uh, that's interesting. Um, let's make sure we show that bottle to the yeah. uh, camera and make sure everybody go. gets a good, go. a good look at it because uh, that's one that you can find. Chris is uh, going against his norm here by bringing us uh, something to sample that you can't actually go to the store You can and buy. actually go get so, it. It's yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> so she a, did a great a good, job. Good thing. So, all right, as we uh, head to break, and we'll be back with more tasting, including uh, some Firestone Walker Breda Blanc, uh, I will just mention that when you talk about the song Tennessee Whiskey, what you want to look for on the web is uh, Chris Stapleton with Justin Timberlake. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And they do Tennessee Whiskey and then seg right into I Can't Drink You Away. I think it was from the uh, uh, ACM Awards uh, several years ago. It, it's, I've watched it a hundred times. It's so freaking good. I, I want you to also, when you listen to that, immediately put uh, uh, Etta James, I'd Rather Go Blind. It's mm. the exact same song. <laughs> uh, literally, it's the and exact it's same chords yeah, and the exact wonderful. same key and the exact same time signature, yeah. even with the same little ba-da-da-da-da licks and all that stuff. Everything. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break while that song plays in my head the whole time now, and uh, we will be right back. We have a whiskey expert in the house, and we're about to talk about the best whiskey songs. Uh, coming up, it's smoking and toasting. How far do we go? Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. This program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Great shirts on the web for cigar lovers and the people who love them. See, I worked it back in. See, again. what, what uh, Cruz is trying to say is this show is brought to you by good things and... And, other good things, and it's generally about good things, which yes. is another, uh, which is another and wonderful sponsored thing. Sponsored by good it. things, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, it's uh, it reminds me of <laughs> uh, it reminds me of a, a line in Mash, but it would take too long to set it up. Uh, but Henry Blake was just like the most awesome character, uh, and he had he had some great lines. Um, Oliva Cigar Company. Uh, we had Trenton uh, from Oliva Cigars just recently, yeah. uh, just recently on the guy. show. Oliva has been uh, one of your sponsors uh, in the past for Trent, the... Uh... Trent's not someone I get to hang out with often, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but he is someone... He, Oliva has been a part of the Whiskey Social since its inception. Mm -hmm. uh, Trent has been there for six years. Uh, he is one of the most kindest, coolest people Absolutely. in the world. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be a bigger fan. When we had him on the show... We were making the point that Oliva doesn't just like announce like new additions to their lineup like every other day, like some cigar companies do. And that day they announced he was able to actually debut the announcement here on the show. Yeah, he got the, he got the email, <laughs> got the email while we were on while the show. we were on the air. So that, that was, was that, was, that, that awesome. was actually pretty cool. Well, uh, there's more news from Oliva. They have acquired uh, Cuba Aliados and Puros Indios. Both oh. of those brands have been picked up, and I think those, by the way, were both owned. By the same, so they're not they're two separate brands, but one company. Sure. So they've picked up the company uh, behind those, and I will say, I used to smoke a lot of Puros Indios cigars mm -hmm. because when you when you needed to like fill the humidor with something fairly inexpensive, and you wanted something that was pretty good. That's that's kind of where I put Puros Indios. They, they weren't like the greatest cigar ever. Oh, they were yard guards. But, but they yeah. were great yard guards, and yeah. they were usually consistent, and the construction was good, and you could enjoy them. It'll be interesting to me to see, is that where Oliva 
leaves them because Oliva already has the Gilberto Oliva line. But I think Gilberto which is, is, is just like one notch above the Burroughs <laughs> Indios, I, I think. You know? I would agree. So my, my question would be, Will they leave the quality of these about where they are and make them their, you know, lawnmowers, uh, or, uh, you know, and then have Gilberto Oliva be the next step up, and then the Oliva and 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 so on, or wait, they might guys, make them you guys better. Don't but mow I... the lawn with Placencias. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mow the lawn with Padron Anniversarios myself, but that's just <laughs> right. that's just because I, no, I don't mow the lawn, which <laughs> keeps me keeps me out of this whole debate. Right, but uh, but no, you're you're absolutely right. They will probably make them better just because I can't it's imagine them. them making them worse. Yeah. Right. Oh no! Well, well, and I mean that as a compliment. Like, but you're you're, you're there. Like, yeah. don't go any lower. Right. This you, is a, yeah. you, you don't see them reducing the quality. Yeah, yeah. But it it'll just be interesting, and it'll be you know th- there have been some brands that have been acquired that they relaunch them at a completely different price point with a completely different you know profile level of tobacco and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it's so it's hard to know what they'll do, but that's one uh, that's one that we'll be watching. And uh, speaking of watching, we do have. Uh, uh, some other cigars for you to watch for that we will get to later on in the program. But Chris has poured us something else very interesting from his private stash. What are we drinking here, Chris? Yeah, so tomorrow is Ooh, I love the Friday the 13th. Yes. It's also um, International Beer Day, by and, the way. Yes, yeah, International Beer Day, Friday the 13th. Uh, it's quite common that they celebrate over at Sagamore uh, Fry. Fry. Friday. 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 Friday the 13th. So, yeah. Um, I, I, we just recently uh, did a barrel selection with them. Uh, I'm, I'm just a fan. I mean, you're talking about a classic custom blended mash bill of two MGP recipes. Uh, and and it's just just solid rye whiskey. Like, what's right. there to complain about? You can't you can't really go wrong. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sagamore. Will wow. someone make a rye and call it Rye of the Ancient Mariner? I, I just I want that. You so bad. you do want that. You brought, <laughs> you brought that up before, and I support you on this. I think it's I think it's a good. Uh, we should do a campaign, some kind of online. Right. Uh, 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 maybe we'll do like a GoFundMe, and and uh, if we get enough money, we'll do our own private label. Rye of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, and it's usually about that six year old age point. You can't really go wrong. So, yeah. in my mind, is there a little floral kind of? Oh, with rye, of course. See, I get a little bit of it on the nose. Yeah, it's for almost sure. like Tons a of spice, like a like a floral, almost like a rose petal or something in there. So like a rose, isn't that? What is that from? And that guy with the the bandana. <laughs> What's his name? Bret Hart. <laughs> I don't know. What's his name? The Hitman? No, no, no. Uh, the, the guy that, uh, the Thorn of a Rose. That What's that song? Uh, oh, Poison. Po- yeah. yeah, but what's oh, the guy's name? Uh, uh, Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Yeah, Brett Michaels. Brett, Brett Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Same, same. They're yeah, all the yeah. same. He's going to be on. Oh, they're doing a, uh, you know, they're bringing back Behind the Music yeah. at VH1. And one of the ones they're doing is Brett Michaels. Oh, God. No one's. <laughs> listen, uh, I was talking to my daughters the other day, and they didn't know who, uh, um, um, Oh, what's his name? He was so fa- uh, David Hasselhoff. Uh, they didn't know the Hoff. Didn't know the Hoff. Like we're in an how, era. And, and how old are your daughters? Uh, Fifteen and sixteen. And they don't know the Hoff. But that makes sense. Correct. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you know who they know less? Who? Brett Michaels. <laughs> like, like, like you have your era. Yeah. Leave are, it are there. You, are you gonna sit down and and, and binge watch uh, Baywatch with them now? Yeah. So oh. They- yeah. oh, the one with Zac Efron. That's what they're gonna think. <laughs> yeah. Zac Efron and the Rock. You know, just to just to show you that there are. Peaks and valleys in the quality of rock and roll. I bet your daughters know who Led Zeppelin is. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. So yeah. so it's not like, and that's older than than Brett uh -huh. Michaels. So it Correct. just goes to show you. And you know who Nirvana is. There, there, right. So there's another peak. Correct. See, there you see. So that's that's we, on exactly the, on right. the on the four hour drive back and forth to Dallas, we were listening to nineties music. Yeah. And she Nirvana comes up, smells like teen spirit. Don't don't change the song. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm proud of all you. Right, all right, there you go. Well, I, I bet I bet though they don't have a clue about Winger and Warrant, do they? No. Uh, I, I asked uh, very recently. I asked them who. Uh, you know, it's funny. They know who Hall and Oates is. Mm. Uh, That's different. Daryl Hall is timeless. Listen, uh, yeah. Rich Girl. I and uh, <laughs> I, I lost all ability to sing when puberty hit. But I will sing at the top of my lungs, Rich Girl, so anywhere I'm at. All right, so I'm taking you karaoke then. I'm, and, I'm never, and no. you're going to sing Rich Girl. I, I did my first, I went, I went to my first karaoke the other day, and I realized how completely out of touch. There's, there's two places that people will expose themselves as somewhat mentally unstable. Yes, and that's, and that's one of them. That's <laughs> an open mic night and uh, karaoke o Open night. mic night for comedy and karaoke And karaoke, because yeah. yeah. then you realize, oh, you don't realize how horrible this is for everyone watching <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare i uh, see the fun people are the ones that don't realize it the the next to the most fun people are the ones that realize it but don't care i uh i'm uh, good friends with the lead singer of uh the band sr71 they had a couple of alternative chart hits back in the uh, early 2000s and he, he's a great musician great singer he now is mostly a songwriter a lot of people have recorded his songs but uh i was out with him one night after a show and we wandered into a karaoke bar and we're sitting at the bar, and he goes, I'm going to go sing. I was like, are you kidding me? He goes up and picks out a song. Probably kills it. Walks up onto the stage and does Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. And I'm still sitting at the bar. My back is to him. And I'm watching the people around me at the bar all kind of go. <laughs> he was the first guy the whole night that really knew how to sing. You know what's amazing about that? It as out of as cringeworthy as it was to watch them freak out at how awkward this was and how cringy this was, it, it, all, all that's fine. But when you are at a karaoke and someone does have a voice, it gives you chills. Yeah, well, it's I always know. amazing to it's watch. It's always that moment, right? Yeah. But why is that? Because when a, when a, when because a, most people don't. When it, well, no, what I mean is like when a kid screams and <laughs> the, cries and has a whiny voice, everyone's angry. But when a kid's giggling just as loud, it's heartwarming. This is a very deep and philosophical for smoking. I was going to say the lower the valley, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. Well, next uh, time. So well, we ended up things. at a karaoke just the other night uh, uh, during our. Uh, Brew Club camp out. Oh, how fun. One of the guys was like, are you going to go do karaoke? I was like, well, that'd be kind of like you getting up and fixing their AC for fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to pay me, yeah, That's sure. That's good. That's good. Well, I'll say two things. Number one, the Sagamore Rye yeah, is delicious. fantastic. I mean, it's just absolutely, it's so full of spice and flavor, but not in a, a cloying way at all. It's just, it's still just really easy to drink and, and uh, does just wonderful things in the finish and on the palate. So that's number one. Number two is you and me. Okay. We're going to karaoke. If you'll do Rich Girl, I'll do Friends in Low Places. Is this a deal? No. I have to see this. No. I have uh, to see this. Ian's, no. gonna, Ian's now going to make this happen. I, no, this I have no. to see. There will be a karaoke. Yeah. I'll, uh, go, I'll go with you to karaoke. I'm not karaoke. I got so, okay, up at, up at the New Potato, I think it's on Thursday nights. Yeah. <clears throat> um, not only do they have a patio where you can smoke cigars, but one of my buddies that I smoke cigars with does the karaoke up there. Oh, so he hosts the karaoke. He yeah. a karaoke. Is it out, and it's outdoors, outdoors where, the, where you can where smoke, you can smoke and cigars. I'll oh. go up and do three minutes of open mic. 
I'll do that. Uh, you know what? We'll, <laughs> That's we will, about as long as a song, right? <laughs> we'll find some common ground here, and, yeah. and we'll be you, right you back. It's an idea that needs poetry there for us. <laughs> That's right. I want, yeah, I want to hear you do some, uh, yeah, some really good '70s style. Uh, Jared says uh, he's heard awesome. that. Uh, that uh, uh, Chris Hart only likes to smoke swishers and drink bush light. That's right. Yeah, that's him. Shout that's out to him. Jerry Liddell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, we got to tell you about new cigars to watch for. That's coming up. Plus, we're not far away from drinking news, my friends. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Smoking and Toasting. We are the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com because cigars. cigars. Yes, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, all right, so i got a 20-song list of whiskey songs. Let's rip it apart. And, and let's let's roll through this. And we're also going to tell you, and I'm not going to read. Uh, there's, I mean, we could, we could spend an hour on this, and I don't want to do that. So uh, I'm going to tell you the song and what they recommend, and then our uh, resident whiskey expert, as well as he and myself could comment on what we think about it. It's got to have have a drink on me, right? So I, one would hope so. Speaking of which, by the way, guess what I got yesterday in the mail? I got the ACDC beers. We're going to have those guys oh, nice. on via Skype. Uh, so they sent us some ACDC beers. Not not ACDC, okay. but the Brewers. Uh, the, the Brewers. Yeah, I know. I would get all excited, too. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, they're going to be on the show coming up here in a few weeks. The Brewers who put this all together Sweet. with ACDC. And so they sent us some beers so we'd be able to taste them during the show. So. That makes me feel all... Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Makes me, um, yeah, makes me a little worked you up. You guys know what I mean. Uh, number twenty on this list of whiskey songs: "Riffin' the Scotch" by Billie Holiday. Are you familiar with this song? Familiar with Billie Holiday? I don't I'm know. I'm not familiar with the song, yeah. and that probably tells you something. So, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, I don't know this song either, but I love Billie Holiday, so I will definitely be checking the song out because I like the title. I love Billie Holiday, so let's see what uh, let's see what goes with it. Johnny Walker Green Label. They say that's a song. No, that's what they say goes with it. Okay, so uh, let me. So when you're so, and this is obviously <laughs> okay. very that, arbitrary. That's not very promising. This yeah. is very arbitrary. <laughs> that's not very but very promising we're also at, at the bottom of the list. Wait, too. How, how how old was that song? Fun fact. Uh, fun fact. But go ahead. How, uh, I was gonna say. I bet it's forty years old. Hold, hold oh, that thought. Least. Hold that if, thought. If it's Billy Holiday, it has to be. Okay. Oh, Ooh, all right. Ian, that yeah. was spectacular. So, so judge based off the era, Johnny Walker Green Label was a premium product forty years ago. Yeah. Well, this is this song. It it's says, actually not bad now, honestly. This song it says here is from the Benny Goodman Big Band era. Okay. So yeah. you're talking about it's, it's yeah, probably incredible back yeah. then. You're talking about the pairing lyric. They say, "I jumped out of the frying pan and right into the fire, Lord, right into the fire." I will say, I'd love to hear Billy Holiday sing that line. By the way, there's a great Billy Holiday movie out too. I mean, what about Straight No Chaser? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would think that would be him. Now, this one, you know, uh, number nineteen, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer by John Lee Hooker, and of course, it was covered also by uh, uh, by George Thorogood. Yeah, uh, they're <laughs> they're recommending Chevis Regal Twelve. Yeah, 
Yeah. Hard okay. pass. Well, it's all right. Well, this is the bottom of the list. So, uh, number that's, eight. That's like when you show up at someone's wedding yeah, and you're like, this go, is the whiskey. Go we to got. top 10. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just go through these bottom ones quick. What good can drink and do? Janice Joplin. Okay. Uh, shout out to Janice. With old, with old Tub at number 18. Old Tub's great. All right. Uh, number 17, Moonshiner by Bob Dylan. With Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye. You know what's offensive about that? Bob Dylan's got his own whiskey, and they wouldn't even list. And they didn't even pick, they didn't they didn't even pick his whiskey to <laughs> drink it with. pretty good. Yeah, too. his whiskey's pretty good. Uh, in that's, fact. A, that's a crime. <laughs> yeah. uh, streams of Whiskey by the Pogues. And they have wisely paired it up with Tullamore Dew, which makes sense. Because the Pogues are as Irish as it is possible for a band to be. Oh, uh, wait, did we... We, I think yeah, poured too many. Yeah, you poured yeah. too many. Uh, Dang good, it, man. Yeah. It's okay. And, I'm going to drink that And one. they're a very whiskey-ish band, too. So, oh, the uh, Pogues are great. Yeah, Tullamore Dew and the Pogues. Uh, number 15, Whiskey in the Jar by Thin Lizzy. Of course. That should be way higher on And uh, Jameson Stout Cask is what, they, uh, okay. uh, is what they recommend for that. I so. feel like they're... Okay. They're reaching on the Stout Cask thing. Yeah, but, they're yeah. not only reaching on that. It feels like they're reaching on the pairing. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like an. Is this an advertisement? Does it say no, at the no, top? This, this is from Uprock, so it's, okay. it's an article. All right. So, because so, the the songs are actually pretty solid lineup, it's the pairings that are making me very mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's and keep that, going, keep going. I'm, that, I'm just giving you a hard time. That makes some sense. Uh, the pairing lyric they say. Uh, is as I was going over the cork and Cary Mountains, and they say if anything County Cork is known for, it's Middleton Distillery, where the world's supply of Jameson is made. So that's 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 how they chose. That's a great yeah. That makes sense. justifying it. Uh, number fourteen, Smoke and Strong Whiskey Whiskey by Christy Moore. Uh, they recommend uh, drinking a Red Breast Twelve Cask Strength with that. One of the most beautiful Irish whiskeys. It really to is ever a wonderful whiskey. A isn't bottle. It? Is we had that over at the uh, New Potato. Remember. It was fantastic. Yep. Um, here comes a regular by the replacements at number thirteen. I mean, Black Velvet's got to be on this list too. And they uh, they recommend Larceny Weeded Bourbon it's Barrel Proof to go with it. Uh, at number twelve, and I think this one should be higher. Whiskey River by Willie Nelson. Oh, that's absolutely uh, a crime. Yeah, one hundred percent. And they recommend it with Balcones Texas Single Malt Whiskey. Okay, so that makes some sense, right? Uh, Does they're it? pairing up a Texas, Texas whiskey with, with Texas. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Yeah. all right. That'll work. Alabama Song Whiskey Bar by the Doors uh, at number eleven with Evan Williams Black Label. Boy, it got quiet over there. Well, there, there's a there's an Alabama style. There's a bunch of Alabama, Alabama Clyde Mays. There's a bunch of Alabama style. Whiskey's out there. If mm-hmm. you're going to pair Balconies with a Texas singer, why wouldn't you pair Alabama with Alabama? But Makes sense. Uh, Makes listen, sense. keep going. All right, so we're halfway through the list. Let's stop and talk about this beer. This is this a sour? What is this? It it's is a, a, a wild a, ale. A wild ale, yeah. yeah. And it's from this is, so, uh, so wild, guys, ale, wild ale fermented with white grape juice. That's what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 big time. Got some Welch's it's, bitter grape leaves or grape skins. Oh, it is. It is very tart, but you know what? I like it. It's like. They should serve this for communion. <laughs> That's you know? a, yeah. it, w- it would totally work, it right? It totally work. Right... With a nice this dry, also... unsalted, leavened. Mm-hmm. This is also at uh, 8.9%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So weak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Firestone <laughs> light. Is that Nestled what it is? in the Santa uh, Inez Valley in Buellton, California, Barrel Works is located pristine. This is long. So, well, Barrel Let's Works. Okay, so Barrel Works is the division of um, Firestone Walker that does these very yes. specialized specialty brews. So a lot of, lot of, lot of detailed stuff. This blend is incorporated bread of ice as the perfect base to feature the fruit-driven aromatics found in these varietals. Uh, ar- uh, aromas of melon and tropical fruit give way to mild tannic mm-hmm. oak notes, followed by additional undertones of lemon and roses. Everything that they Sante. said you. 
can you can really taste in there. But uh, also the, the tannins, almost like a uh, uh, almost like a wine. Ian, show that bottle to the king. Oh, it's got a very can. fermented white grape, mm -hmm. kind of an yeah. older. Very much. I think it's delicious, but it's it's definitely a specialty bottle. It's one you open and taste with your friends as this opposed is, to one you're yeah, throwing like back on a, on a Friday night. What, what's that? Uh, you're doing good, Ian. Uh, Christy with Ingenious. They do those bear mm -hmm. those beer meetups. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to one of those? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody brings about five no, beers, about them, yeah. and there's 40 beers and six people. <laughs> I, wasn't that kind of like what Alan used to do way back in the man the, cave first days? Of all, yeah. First of all, I started that. Okay. And I was doing it at the man cave with Alan, and it right? kept going. Yeah, it was um, it was awesome. The one I came to, I, I came empty-handed, and everybody else brought whiskey. Well, you know, let me let me make a self-correction. There, they did have mm. two or three regulars who would bring in, like Balvini Caribbean cask. Mm -hmm. But that, but that, but it wasn't a bottle share. Right. All right. Me, Yuante, all of us got together, and of course, it kept going long after the man cave. Uh, shut down, but uh, it, look, any chance I get to just knock Alan Denny down a peg, despite the fact that he's a brother to me, makes me happy. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I want to say one more thing about this beer, and that is that as I finished what was in this cup, it really had that Doritos effect going. I really, no, it's like, what's it's the Doritos just, effect? Uh, well, it's like, so Doritos have this uh, scientific um, formula that's built into them. They are literally crafted to make you want another one after you finish a chip. It's part of how they are they are formulated from a from a chemical standpoint. Yeah, the, so there's they're a designed lot of to make you that. crave another one, right. right? And so I call it the Doritos effect. And you know, with with pretty much any good beer, I want a little more. But there's that extra tick of the of the box where it makes you go, why? Well, Really want another taste of that, and this has that uh, in my mind. There's a word for it. I think it's the called palatability. It happens in sweet foods and junk foods and mm -hmm. fast foods, where there's something. Uh, it's graded on a like we know that we will sell more if we make it more this on this. the scale. Yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and I, I just call it the Doritos effect, which uh, which is. I'm gonna look it up. Totally, totally worth doing. If only doing. there was a device. While he yeah. does that, I'm going to jump back into this yeah. list. At number 10, they say to pair Bullet Rye with Take Your Whiskey Home by Van Halen. Uh, no problem with that. That's from the Women and Children First album, of course, you uh, VH persons. Um, number nine, now this is an interesting choice. I actually mentioned this song earlier. Friends in Low, Pla Low Places by Garth Brooks. Yeah. Uh, and they're recommending going uh, with a little Jim Beam bonded. They say the bourbon beckons you in with notes of toasted oak, red cherry, and vanilla. And blah, 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 blah. The uh, pairing lyric, because I've got friends in low places <laughs> where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. It's a great song. And I'll be okay. Yeah, that's why I'm that, going to do it at karaoke when you do Rich Girl. That should be, in my opinion... Top five most iconic whiskey songs. You don't think so? Uh, yeah, I could, I could. It's up there. I guess so. It's up yeah. there. I mean, uh, uh, Whiskey River, though. I yeah. can't believe that was so low. Whiskey River should have been. Whiskey should have been top five. I am, River. I am thrilled to see this one on the list. I don't know if I'd have put it above Friends in Low Places and Whiskey River, but ZZ Top's Whiskey and Mama is uh, on the list. And, and and I love it because it, it, like, it wasn't a big hit, so they really, like, Found found this they one dug in, their, in a little bit in their catalog, yeah. Uh, and they they say to go with Four Roses Bourbon uh, when you when you. I mean, to any that. chance to go with Four Roses Bourbon? I'm gonna give my uh, thumbs up. I mean, what in the hell is someone vacuuming the studio while we're on the air? What is that? 
I'm it's a leaf su- blower. I'm surprised we can hear it. It's unbelievable. Like there's so much soundproofing in here. The loudest. And you can still leaf hear blower. that stupid ass leaf blower. It's, it's unbelievable. Sometimes I, um, sometimes I wonder uh, if there is any place you can go inside a major city and not hear a leaf blower on a sunny afternoon. Uh, number seven. Uh oh. This this may. This may be a bad omen for our wanting Tennessee whiskey to be included on this list. Oh, no. Because they've got another Chris Stapleton song, Whiskey and You, which is a good song. No, there's no way Tennessee Whiskey's not on this list. Deserves to be on the list, but this can't be here and not Tennessee Whiskey. And I haven't looked at the whole list, so I don't know. Uh, they say Jim Beam Black to go with that. Great, whiskey, great bottle. Whiskey and You is a great song. Uh, whiskey Girl by Jillian Welch. Uh, they will choose a Michter's Small Batch Original Sour Mash Whiskey to go with that, and that's number six on the list. Hard pass. Hard pass on both? No hard pass on the whiskey. Oh, okay. Uh, what about you? I brought that whiskey in when we did our blind whiskey taste, and yeah. nobody liked it. Uh, that's right. I remember that. What's the title of this article? Uh, it is... Word, uh, word for word. Uh, all right, so <laughs> let me go. I'm going to have to page all the way back up, but let's get it right. The best songs about whiskey... And which whiskeys to drink with them? It's from the Life section of Uproxx, which is a, a pretty decent, you know, web, uh, website. All right, so here's my complaint about this article. Okay. I, I've formulated it. I figured it out. Okay. The issue is, you're really ranking the songs and mm-hmm. then finding whiskey and to then drink finding with a them, whiskey to go with them. Right. Not ranking the whiskey. I would agree with because that. Because for number six, for Michter Sour Mash to be on there is simply a bad suggestion. Mm-hmm. It should be if you're going to have it on the list, it should be further up. But some of the other ones are great. They say, Nowhere Man and the Whiskey Girl, they loaded up for a weekend in the underworld, is the lyric. And then they go on to say there's something about the folksy and haunting tones of Gillian Welch's voice that speaks to this deeply flavored and folksy whiskey. Pour it neat and let the record spin. And no hard pass. All right. Number five. I I support this being on the list. Uh, Drink You Away by Justin Timberlake. Uh, Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, Jack Daniels Sinatra Select, however, hey. is what they're is what they're choosing to go with. That's it. a and, great whiskey. And you're gonna you're gonna say thumbs up. It, the to that, price huh? is a bit crazy, but the whiskey's it's great. Like 170 bucks. Isn't and it's it? wild, but it's yeah. the the whiskey itself is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, we spent a night in Tennessee once uh, at an Airbnb with some friends that had a pool table, and we spent the whole night listening to old music. And killing that single bottle of Sinatra. That could be and fun. It was, yeah. it was brilliant. <laughs> that could be fun. Number four, Have a Drink on Me by ACDC. Absolutely. Yes, uh, that had cheers to, be on to that. that. And they're saying, they're saying Starward Solera. Is there any left in the bottle? See, we're taking this down. I'm telling you, Doritos Effect is in is in play here. Uh, it's in play here. Um, uh, Starward Solera. Whiskey. Number three, Broken Whiskey Glass by Post Malone. I don't know uh, that one. And they're saying Wild Turkey 101 is what you do with that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great whiskey. <laughs> well, I th- for, for a moment there from your raspberry, uh, oh, uh, I, thought, yeah, I, thought yeah. I thought you were going to diss it. I was like, no, no Wild, Wild, Wild Turkey 101 is well loved. Uh, number two, Cheers, Drink to That by Rihanna. Uh, okay, so you're down anything, to anything by Rihanna should not be. They're recommending Jameson 18. She's, she just became a billionaire. You are now a number two. Mm-hmm. That means there's only one song left. It has to be Tennessee whiskey. It has right? to be Tennessee. If it's not Tennessee whiskey, what about Black Velvet? We murder Adam right now. 
Yeah. None of this is Adam's fault. He didn't even find none the list. Adam's I found fault, the list. But I'm furious. I need someone to take it out on. Uh, uh, and if uh, I had to rank Fuck Mary Kill, it's. It, I'm sorry, buddy. You're going down. <laughs> what about Black Velvet? Uh, Black uh, Velvet's not on there because it's not a reference to whiskey. How much you want to bet neither one of those songs is number one? I, got, I, I, have, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I'm going to bet you. What do I bet you? I'm shotgun a beer after the show. I bet you it's Tennessee whiskey's got to be number one. Jameson 18, by the way, was what they recommended to go with the Rihanna song, and that shows a uh, an average price of 156 dollars. Yeah, it's too much. Too much. It's too much. All right, I'm scrolling down. Go. Number one. <laughs> Tennessee whiskey, Woo! Chris Stapleton. All right, the list redeems itself. Yeah, it does. And they are recommending to go with that. Uncle Nearest, 1856. Uh, the list was predestined, they say, to end on this song. It's about being in love and the person you're in love with being as good as Tennessee whiskey. And uh, they... Uh, it's a perfect song. It it really is. It's so good. And when you combine it with that Justin Timberlake song and that video I was mentioning, it's like... It's like vanilla ice cream and chocolate syrup. I, I want to give a couple honorable mentions. Wait, before like, you mention the whiskey mm-hmm. that comes with it, I just want to say this. Don't say it yet, but if the whiskey being paired with that is not Jack Daniels or... Oh, you said Uncle Nearest. You already yep, said it. Uncle okay, Nearest, right, we're, good, we're good. Go ahead. I just want to give a couple honorable... What about uh, John Party Heartache Medication? That's a pretty good one. That is a pretty good one. Uh, yeah. Single <laughs> drinking doubles. Uh, oh, <laughs> she's acting single, I'm drinking doubles. Classic <laughs> country song. Classic song. That is a great. Carrie Stewart. Oh, yeah. Uh, how about Drowns the Whiskey While You're in Country? Jason Aldean. Your memory drowns the whiskey. I don't it's know that one. a great whiskey song. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, a lot of great whiskey songs. I wonder... Uh, we should we should do our own list for other spirits. Oh yeah, like what, uh, what about a whole bunch songs of songs by songs? Uh, Motorhead? By the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much anything by Motorhead yeah. would probably qualify. For the if list. you had to pick the number one song for Tequila, yeah. what would it be? For Tequila, probably at at the, at this exact point. Think about time. it. Think about the classics. If, at this point in time, probably Tequila by Dan and Shay because it's been tequila. such a huge hit. But yeah, but you got Tequila by the Tramps, right? Right, right. Which I can't think of without thinking of Pee Wee Herman doing his dance. Because that's just our generation. Yeah, but there's you know what is that old song Jose Cuervo? You are a friend of mine. Yeah, Margarita. Margaritaville. Does that count? Oh, that would almost have to be another. It's another Tequila Sunrise. Yeah. Oh, Tequila Sunrise. That's a great tequila. Yeah. So, yeah. So we could stay at this for a while. What about rum? Oh. Mm, it's um, got to be Captain Morgan's song. How do you deal with the drunken sailor? Anything by Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, and how do you deal with the drunken sailor? I think there's a brother's, a brother's Osborne song called Rum for country music fans. Uh, but yeah, that, and rum may be a little underrepresented. Tequila makes my clothes fall off. Did you say? Oh that? yes, that's that's uh, a, yeah, who, that's who that. is that? Was that John Anderson? Uh, man, you're you uh, predating me, man. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, all right, let's take a break. We're going to return with some drinking news. We're going to return with some more uh, tasting. In fact, uh, if I am not mistaken, we have a little stout to taste here, my friends. Oh, a, uh, a perennial artisan ales. Intentionally indulgent imperial style. I am down like four flat tires. All right, so we will do that. And and Chris has some mystery spirit for us to taste that he has refused to uh, show me so far. So <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, smoking and toasting. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. This is the uh, program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Our 
guest is the illustrious uh, Chris Hart, host of the uh, Whiskey Neat podcast, uh, the man behind the uh, Whiskey Social, and I want to make sure we don't forget to uh, tell people how to get tickets and and all that stuff. Sure, so we'll yeah, get yeah. To that, uh, we'll get to that uh, coming up because the social, if you are in the Houston area or can travel to the Houston area for it, should not be missed. And uh, he'll be expanding this around the world soon. So uh, you, uh, you know, I just want to say whenever you do like. You know, whiskey social like Bermuda. I want to come. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Barbados. Yeah, yeah, Barbados. Yeah. But I, I, we have plans for a rum fest eventually as well. Uh, I can't uh, wait. The agave that. social is going to be intense. That's uh, going to be awesome. It's going to be sick. And we're you're going to have it intense. Yeah, and we're per- we're purposely <laughs> capping it at like 500 people. Oh, yeah. For the first year. Just to get a feel. Well, because it's tequila, and people get a little crazy with tequila and mezcal. Yeah, well, and Satol. Well, we'll have all kinds of things mm-hmm. there. So yeah. uh, I'm excited just to get it started because Houston doesn't have one. Like we've got a Margarita Fest, but it's a it's a shit show. It's a drunk show. Right, Everyone's right, right. getting hammered. You know. Yeah. Um, I'd like a bit it's more. About s- the tasting. It's about, it's about civil- sophistication. Yeah, we have a minimum credit score yeah. in order to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but the minimum score is like ninety. So uh, you know, you'll. you'll, you'll be able to get in. Uh, all right, Ian, the time has come for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. You haven't heard this whole song yet, have you? Yeah, I have. Oh. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When I asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Welcome to Drinking News. It is our uh, segment on the program where we uh, bring you a song that sometimes is, but not always, about drinking. Uh, but it's always probably best enjoyed if you have been drinking. And we have, so uh, we're ready for drinking news. A Japanese man. Well, that's different. Yeah, yeah, no Florida today. A Japanese man Does, almost... Do you, do you suppose that Japan has their own version of Florida? No, you have to let him finish, because what he was about to say is a Japanese man in Florida the other day. <laughs> that would be really interesting to know if Jap- Japan had their own you know, area I, that was sure their that, Florida. That, that, yeah, yeah, it's called China. <laughs> <laughs> what you, uh, that'd, be a good, that'd be a good country song. What's your Florida? What's your Florida? What's there your you Florida? All right. A Japanese man almost died recently. While involved in an act of, uh oh, let's just say self love. Self love. <laughs> according to the medical case report, doctors claim that the 51 year old single man, who they didn't identify, enjoyed pleasuring himself several times each day. Okay, where's the problem? How did he die? Because I need to know this. I'm asking for a friend. Right now I'm a little worried. <laughs> because his habit nearly killed him on one particular recent occasion after he suffered a stroke. Oh, no. Just moments after the um, Well, To be fair, there's the usually strokes involved. The big finish, yes. Uh, the NHS says So he that, stroked himself to a stroke? Uh, basically. The NHS says the stroke that the man suffered can be triggered by having sex. Or, less excitingly, by coughing or going to the bathroom. The man was instantly struck down with, and I'm quoting from the article here, I can't make this stuff up, thunderclap headaches after he experienced the big O and later even began vomiting. The man did survive and is now reported to be in excellent condition. 
which I suppose means he can resume his uh, his hobby. <laughs> Thunderclap uh, headaches. Dr. Daniel Walsh, a consultant, uh, a cerebrovascular neurosurgeon at King's Hospital NHS Foundation Trust, uh, told the Daily Mail online that the ruptured aneurysm, which caused the patient's stroke, is thought to be linked with a sudden increase in blood pressure. Makes some sense, right? So you can stroke yourself into a stroke. So this is something characteristic, he says, of sexual activity. Uh, strokes have been known to induce paralysis, difficulties in speech, and even blindness, which I guess means that, in a sense, my mom may have been right all those years ago <laughs> with her solemn warning. And come to think of it, I don't see nearly as well as I used to. So uh, there's that. Uh, I believe... I can't quite make the letters out, but I believe this next sentence reads, and that's your drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news, now it's time for drinking news. By the way, normally with drinking news, we have an accompanying news photo. I didn't have uh, one of this gentleman since he wasn't identified by name. That was PC? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so please, so please enjoy this photo of a rock formation somewhere in the world that will uh, accompany today's drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Photo. I don't know if it's come across yet, Chris. Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. Uh, yeah, it'll be my my estimation, I don't want to ruin the joke, but I think I know what it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you probably will uh, Probably will have seen this <laughs> yeah. before. The video is so, always Yep, a, that's, a about right. mm -hmm. that's about right. That's about right. It's a little uh, girthier than I expected. Hey, but. honey, let's go sightseeing. Uh, let's do some beer. Thank you, Ian. What do you? Uh, what do you? You ain't got to tell me twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, excuse me. Um, so this is um, this is from Prairie uh, Artisan Ales. We've had uh, their beers on the show before. Oh man, their beers and they have been almost uh, always amazing. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. I don't know. Not not Prairie Artisan Ales. It's from Prairie, Perennial right? Perennial okay. Artisan Ales. But we have had their beers on before. Oh my God, Ian, did you just pour a can of motor oil into that cup? <laughs> <laughs> I love this already. Oh man, that looks uh, thick. Like and just the viscosity viscous. of yes. this makes me smile. Well, uh, I'm, I'm nice already creating expectations. Yeah. Chris, while he's pouring, tell us about tickets for the uh, Whiskey Social. <laughs> yeah, so, of course, I start choking as soon as you ask me a question. If you haven't bought them yet, you should be buying them Yeah, now. so the Houston Whiskey Social takes place November 6th at the Citadel. Same place mm -hmm. it's been the last three years. This That's is a our, great venue, by the it way. It is a great it's location. It's a great yes. venue. They're incredible to work with. Uh, massive shout out to them, and eventually we're working on booking a couple of comedy shows there. Uh, it, I, I love comedy, I love humor. There, there is no boundaries. If I can't you, tell it by talking to you. Of course, <laughs> any any joke is a, is an okay joke in my book, especially if it is a joke. So uh, we're working on booking some comedy shows there. But uh, November sixth, the Houston Whiskey Social is going to be taking place here. You can find tickets at HoustonWhiskeySocial.com. That's whiskey with the e, and of course, search it on Eventbrite. HoustonWhiskeySocial.com, or just Google Houston Whiskey Social. We are. Uh, uh, very Googleable, as they say. Googleable. Yeah, Googleable. Yeah. There are certain. There are certain. I've I've dealt with this with bands before, where bands have asked me for, for advice about you know how to get bigger or whatever. And I said, well, to start with, your name is ungoogleable. So if you have too common a name, uh, if, if your band name is too common a thing, uh, people aren't going to be able to find you on the uh, on, on, on the Google. So uh, yeah, but you guys are very Googleable. Very Googleable, and I just did some math. We were a little nervous about the event, uh, to be honest. The first event back, first year back after COVID, yeah. 
Yeah, so we didn't skip a year. We did push it back six months. But the uh, the last year during early bird ticket sales, we sold a little over 400 tickets, maybe closer to 500. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, we are about 1,400 tickets. Wow. And early bird tickets just ended. So, so uh, we are we are we've almost sold as much as we sold last year in terms of sales. Right. In uh, terms of total sales. Total sales. The event has just. I mean, people are dying to get out of their house. And you have more. Well, that, I think that's really true. People are dying. Oh, absolutely. That's the reason the airlines are packed right now. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. could have made a COVID joke. I'm not going to. Um, that's, uh, that's yeah. Good. So the event is November 6th. Uh, tickets are on sale now. You can get your tickets there. Uh, it, it will be, uh, I mean, we will have literally twice the amount of vintage, old, super rare bottles than we've ever had. I'm beyond excited. I mean, I'm not saying I'm looking forward to this, but. Um, I put in a request to my brew club, which traditionally does our November fest on the first weekend of November every mm-hmm. year. We moved it a week. <laughs> That's great. Wow. <laughs> there was some concern great, about it, it being opening hunting season. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hunting season or Thanksgiving, because um, the next week right. is the beginning Have of Thanksgiving. Have you guys tried this beer? I've just yeah, had just some tried it. of it here. This is freaking amazing. So it's... It, we we talk a lot about different lot coffee. Ab- about different beers, particularly porters and stouts, having a chocolatiness to them. But this one, the chocolate to me reminds me of chocolate syrup, like you put on ice cream. It's a little ridiculous. Uh, it's, There's a little just, bitter to it, mm-hmm. which I enjoy, and a which little. Is kind of you were coffee. skeptical at first. There's a little spice to it that I actually mm-hmm. kind of like too. Mm. Was it you or you that was skeptical when he was reading the ingredients? Oh no! I this sounds no, this is right on my alley. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, I, I might have been joking about it. I, might, I, I must have misunderstood you. I thought you were skeptical. No, but there, there's a co- you mentioned Prairie Artisan Ales, and I find their beers to be a bit soy saucy and a bit overrated, in my opinion. Sometimes, usually, uh, they can be most of their beers though. are good. They can be. No. There's been some epic ones I've had. Mm-hmm. But the moment my wife, they threw, shoot high, but they don't always hit it. Right. No. Can I see the but can? this is when perennial, and uh, they're using Blueprint Coffee. Mm. Uh, and a mm. collaboration with Second Shift Brewing. Guys, that is delicious. Where are they based out of? Uh, Perennial Artisan Ales are based out of... Um, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, That's I thought I had it in my notes. That's freaking delicious. It's good. It really is. I love I the coffee, and there's a little touch of sweetness from the cake. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's got that it's got that chocolatiness that is my favorite kind of chocolate. That um, the chocolate's almost gritty, which I love. Well, it says uh, yeah. imperial stout with uh, coffee, chocolate, and vanilla beans, and then on the side of the can it says, uh, "According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages you know, during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects." You know, if you're going to read that whole thing, my my glass is going to be empty for way too long. So uh, so why don't we? Uh, uh, what do we it's do like they little... all get the same guy to write these labels. Let's, let's talk and more pour in there, Ian. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, 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 your glass is uh, thank right you. up here. Yeah, it's got apparently some sort of a hole in it because uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want you to get drangry on me. <laughs> yeah. that, this is a really delicious You beer. understand what drangry is, mm-hmm. right? When you're out of your drink. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like hangry. But what happens when you're drangry is you don't have a, a full vessel to keep your hand open, so it starts turning into a fist. Right, That's the first and, thing and, that and that would be a bad thing. Uh, no, I, I would just say... We have we've had plenty of great imperial stouts on the show, some porters and some different things that have oh, had, this is this is that, outstanding. That have been big into the coffee and chocolate realm, and this one is as good as any of them that we've had. How do you think this would have done? Several weeks ago, we did our stout blind taste test. How do you think this would have fared? Oh, this would have been up there pretty high. Yeah. Who won? So. 
But uh, well, we each had different uh, different favorites. Do you remember what yours was? I don't. Not See, off I don't remember right off the top of my head. There's so many beers that go yeah. by on a blur yeah. around the show. I just remember the last time I was here, we did the hard pour taste test. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> That's that what was that was. Fun. That's got to be 20 episodes we, ago. We, you know we what we figured you. out on the hard pour taste test? Most people can't tell the difference. Is, uh, most people, not only most people can't tell the difference, but Montucky Cold Snacks still sucks. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter how you pour it. Hard, <laughs> soft, you know, I'll be honest between. with you. I'm surprised you hate it because to me, I'm like, it's a buck a beer and for a dollar beer, eh, I didn't hate it. Now, I will tell you, though, what we tried that we actually did like was the Montucky Hard Cider. Yeah. And we're not big fans of hard cider in general, but we both kind of had to admit that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, to me, as long as you I'm don't... I'm sorry, not, not, did I say hard cider? What I meant was hard seltzer. Hard seltzer, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, 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 seltzer. Hey, speaking of cider, you guys ever been to Cidercade? Oh, dude. It's great, yes. right? it's awesome. It's awesome, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a great little. It's uh, awesome, and that, and that uh, the the uh, the cider that they have with the current and. Um, See, I like their peach tea. Oh, so they do good, a peach so tea good. cider, and that's right on my alley. Have you been to Cidercade? I have not. No. No, it's an arcade for adults. I like you it. You pay ten bucks, and you, all the games are free, and then they they and make then they bring you cider. They make cider that you buy there. You just you drink their cider, mm-hmm. and they got a peach tea cider. The dark a, side. That's the one I like. It's <laughs> it's black. It's fantastic. It's like. It's like uh, black all the, cherry and current. Yeah, all the so old that. arcades from the eighties, new arcades, skee ball, golden oh, tea, and not a cheap, not a bunch of cheap games. Like all the real deal games, wide open and nice. no lines. Uh, I'm what it. was popular in your era? Uh, no offense. Oh, so, uh, pinball. Uh, pinball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> they got a whole row. Of them. I, I remember back when we used to hit this <laughs> we little got ball the old up pinball. down the pinball <laughs> machine. But ever since he was a young kid, he played the silver well, ball. Well, okay, so greatest pinball game I've ever played, I'm not kidding, was the uh, uh, Elton John Pinball Wizard pinball game. I do remember that. that. I've played you awesome win, you, get a, you get a popper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny. Um, all right, so highly, highly, highly recommended on the Perennial Artisan Ales uh, Intentionally indulgent. This is fantastic. Uh, stout. All right, Chris, you have one more. Uh, one more thing for one you. One more thing for us. One to taste, more thing right? for. Is this the last segment? Well, we have a little quick goodbye segment, uh, but this is the last major segment. All right. All right. So, uh, uh, one of the things that I want to do for Gregarious Grump is I just want to find good spirits, put them into a bottle to show outside the realm that bourbon's not the only thing out there. We got great you know, rums, great tequilas, great blah blah blah. Yeah, you, and you know what I really love about the stuff that you do is is it really is driven by the passion for good things. It's not you're not just out here going, "Okay, what does the market want?" and so I'm going to come up with something, you know, Don't carefully carefully plotted to uh, meet a market demand and make money. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with making money, and I hope that you do make uh, lots of money. Adam, pass your Glenn Karen over here. I hope that you do make lots of money doing these, but that's not what that's not why you're doing it, and I love that. No, absolutely you're not. You're doing it, it out of passion you for the You were very cleverly, ke- cleverly covering the label the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I still trying. haven't seen what this is. So this is it's Floor, a clear spirit. And listen, I'm not great at accents, but this is Flor del Desierto. Desierto? It's a atoll made from a, a cousin the to desert. the asparagus planet. Flor planet. del Desierto, yes. Which yeah. uh, uh, I believe uh, is Spanish for floor, floor, of the desert. floor of the Desierto. 
Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. Okay. You nailed it. So the uh, the plant Ooh, age is about baby. 18 to 22 years old. Uh, it's wild harvested. This right, is so this explain t- for those who don't know what a sotol is. So it so you've got mezcal and you've got tequila, right. both agave based. Sotol is made from uh, the daisy lyrion plant, which is a cousin to the uh, the asparagus the, uh, yeah. plant. It, it's it's a glass rested low proof distilled just beautiful fragrant earthy it tastes it's like it's almost like a combination of a gin and a tequila on the nose right when you go for a walk in the woods and you come across some rocks and it's been a fresh rain and it smells like petrichor the the smell of earth and wet pavement mm-hmm. uh, that's exactly what this is it is a tremendously beautiful fantastic spirit and i realized uh we've been talking to me and my partner carlos have been talking to a few producers in mexico uh we could we have we one of the we have two pillars find beautiful things to put in the bottle and do it for cheaper than anyone else okay and that way it's because right now everything is raising crazy prices right right you're you're seeing tequila tesla comes out with a 300 dollars monstrosity mm-hmm. and blah 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 so uh we, we talked to some producers, and we can actually pay the producers, support locally, uh, twice the amount of money in some cases, and still have it on the shelf cheaper by 50% of our nearest competitor. So is that because they're just marking the prices up like crazy? Is Am I allowed it, to it, touch it, this yet? It, yeah, go ahead and touch it. Sorry. Sorry. It, it usually means that there's more hands in the cookie jar than there needs to be. Right, right. So sometimes you got a broker oh, involved. it does have that fresh, like, it just rained uh-huh. and I walked Forest outside. Forest rain sort of a vibe to it. Sometimes you have a broker involved. Sometimes you have an importer involved. And that right there can take up 40 to 70% of the cost. So, Chris, let me ask you this. You, you will, um, you, you're going to put out your own Satole. What does a what does the market for Satol even look like? Is it, here's do, the thing: I don't give a shit. Yeah, this, okay, I, I, love, I love that. So it, we're gonna do this. It tastes small. like fresh earth, mm-hmm. and this is so good. And, and pine needles yeah. and yes, and leaves. Yes. Yeah. If if we do a small batch run of 500 to 1200 bottles, and we send it to 12 new states, because Gregarious has now got distribution in 12 new states, we've got cognac coming, we've got rum coming. Uh, we're talking about maybe a few dozen cases in each state. Uh, that's fine. It'll it'll move it if, it if it doesn't move it moves. But here's the other thing: we want to actually put and showcase the actual producer more prominently. Not so not just gregarious grump. This isn't our product. Right. We want to pay them more than what you normally pay them. Cut out unnecessary costs. There's no sales reps. It's just me and Carlos. Mm-hmm. And then feature the producer. And, and the information about the product. So uh, it's just, I just want to do cool things in the bottle. So this, for lack of a better this, way to describe it. This smells and if, tastes like the bank of a stream on a hot if day. You, if you took a very... River rock. Throw some river rocks in your mouth. That's so If you took so a very good. floral gin and crossed it with a mezcal, I think that's the best way I could describe what this is. It's got some of the smokiness of the mezcal, but it's got that... Huge floral. It's not really juniper, but it's it's very pine and and You're spot on. foresty. Uh, it's very uh, earthy. Very earthy. It's very yeah. uh, you know it, they take plants. And it's, it's delicious. They take plants that have been you know in this particular case this is a 200 liter batch, 200 liters. You're talking about less than 250 bottles. Might as well be a single barrel. Uh, and they did 
uh, you know, the plant's age is between 18 and 22 years old. So it's not just some mass-produced garden. No, there's like right. wild. This is an artisanal. It's thing. artisanal. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's delicious. You know, I, and, I'm, and I'm tell a me again about this plant. Yeah, so so if you look it up, the Daisy Lirion plant, uh, it's a cousin to the. It looks almost like an agave, but a bit more spiky, and it's got this thing. That there's, uh, look, I'm a whiskey expert, and I love to drink. This tastes but like I'm a more, lizard sunbathing on a hot rock. This is amazing. And you mean that in the best possible Absolutely. way? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love this, and I'm more of a. I would say more of a, an aficionado, but I can taste something, tell it's amazing. I can put it in a bottle to showcase how beautiful it is, and uh, you know we're all learning. And I, I plan to become uh, a Satola expert in due time. But in, in, until then, I'm more of an aficionado. Will you be when you reach that point? Will you be our smoking and toasting Satola expert? I won't, because I think I'd be murdered. I, I'm I'm not even white. I'm pink. <laughs> like I think that person needs to be someone representative of the culture. <laughs> I don't know if Liliana's on the show notes today, but I would love to hear what she thinks about Satol. I know she's very knowledgeable about Mezcal, but, uh, I, but I, the, and this is this is kind of like the third cousin. If uh, if Mezcal is the second cousin to tequila, this is sort of like the third cousin. And then cousin. you've got Resilia, which is probably closer to third cousin or, mm-hmm. you know, cousin twice it. removed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, it's just a beautiful, flavorful, unaged spirit. It really is. And, and everything about it is delicious and, and crazy. It speaks to terroir. Terroir is a big open yes. for debate. You, you can, but you can get that uh, from the earthiness. It literally tastes like dirt. In the best way that I, I can know. ever. I know. It's a compliment. Yeah. And that I can ever tell. I, I don't even know how to describe this to someone without just telling them they're putting dirt Liquid rocks dirt. in their mouth and it's mm-hmm. delicious. I have a couple glasses of this and I try to kiss my wife and she's like, no, 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 no. This, <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like you've been eating dirt in the yard. My guess is she probably reacts that way most of the time. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. To, to me, in her defense, yeah. it happens defense, every time yeah, I try yeah, to kiss okay, her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a break and come back to wrap things up. But uh, Chris Hart, I, it's just it's always such a joy to have you on the show, man. Uh, like, uh, I, I, We love giving you a hard time, particularly when you're not here to defend yourself. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but seriously, you are a, a great friend and and we just want to do everything we can to uh, support you and the amazing things that you're doing because I just I, I just love where it where it comes from because it comes sure. from comes from the heart and from the palate you well, know what I mean I, I appreciate mm. that you know and for those who are watching if you know specific episodes where these two jerks are talking shit please put the timestamps in the comments and I'll get oh, back I can, to I can send you that yeah yeah that'd be great I, I, have, I have a file list I can send it to you it's on an Excel spreadsheet we are actually, we gonna hit this Talisker on the way out I yes we, we are, actually as a, as a requirement to the show we have a few minutes of uh, Chris bashing we have to do in every <laughs> yeah, episode you wrote a song and everything right. so. A little little bit of of Talisker and a goodbye coming up at Smoking and Toasting. We'll be right back. Chris Bashing, Chris Bashing. He's losing his hair and he's a piece of shit. (laughs) It's so so delicious. Listen, you guys have to. I've never had it. He didn't pay taxes. Sorry. (laughs) Can you cut that out? Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. <laughs> One of the things I love about this show is if you make it to our final segment, you get to see us in our most, like, sort of natural uh, environment, you know? Um, after having a few drinks. Oh, is yeah. What I mean. oh yeah. for sure. Yeah, which is a wonderful thing. Speaking of a few drinks, Ian, we, we actually haven't gotten to this Talisker that you brought, and I'm so excited. Uh, tell me about this whiskey. This is an Isle of Sky whiskey. This is a Talisker, single malt scotch whiskey. Um I don't know a ton about it. Uh, I could read up on it and all that stuff, but I will tell you this. Uh, we just opened this bottle, but I'm familiar with it already. 
This is the epitome of delicate Pete. Yeah. And, and which is a weird thing to say because well, so, so most of the time Pete is not delicate. Right. But this is delicate so and beautiful. If somebody is just taking their first steps into peated whiskey. Is something that's more delicate like this a good place to start? Yes. This will introduce you to the like flavor. Because it's not like knocking you on your ass with like Oban or something, you know? Yeah, you don't want to start with Ardbeg, you know? Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> Lafroig. My wife and I spent a few days on Isla, and I love Isla. I love Lafroig. I love Bunahabin. I love Brooklyn. I love all those Buna things. Bunahabin is awesome. They're, it's a special place. However, I've never been. I've always wanted to go the Isle of Skye where Talisker is. This particular island is world-renowned as being one of the most beautiful places in Scotland. Water, like waterfalls and rivers and mountains, and the whole thing is like this gorgeous escape of civilization and over the past year i would love to fucking escape boy you were not, you were not kidding has it ever been has it well, ever this, sounded more yeah. awesome? I, i'm gonna tell you when you take a sip of this like this to me is the epitome of uh delicate pete like right off the bat and then it just it just kind of folds into this uh, chocolate and caramel, and yes. then fruitiness. Yes. It just keeps kind 100%. of evolving on the on the palate. It's such a uh, 100%. it's a bizarre thing overall, but Pete, in in a great way. Pete is the first thing, then chocolate and caramel, and then fruitiness. Like it's it's almost like in stages, like stage one, stage two, stage three. You yeah, know? this is this is an emotional ride through whiskey, is what it is. And you know what it does for me is it almost transports me. To that fogginess of uh, of Scotland, lots of greens, yes. lots of fog, yeah. not a lot of sunshine, and yeah. the worst food you've ever tasted. A lot of dampness and bad food. <laughs> can, can we but put some boy, salt on this? But boy, is the whiskey <laughs> just the, just just horrible teeth, horrible yeah. food. Listen, no sunshine. <clears throat> I love it. If you're going to Scotland, pack one of those little things of. You know those little salt and pepper, you know things that you can pick up at the grocery store. I mean, hell, Pack bring a lunchable; it'll still be better than what they got. <laughs> lunchable, <laughs> uh, uh, haggis. Come on, you're not in haggis. <laughs> so the, uh, Nick, I think it was Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick asked, "Is it is Sotol plentiful enough here to distill Sotol?" Yeah. Okay. So yes, in Texas, Sotol does grow here, and the very first person to ever distill it was a white guy named Mike G, uh, who has his own show. <laughs> It sounds like a rapper. Yeah, no, he's not a rapper. He's he's a really great guy. His name is Mike Groner, but he okay. goes by he doesn't like his last name. Uh, he he has a show called Show De V with Mike G. It's the oldest podcast in Texas uh-huh. uh, that's been around covering spirits. He's a tremendously fun guy, and he's a Sotol Mexican spirit tequila expert in all regards. We should get uh, Mike G to come Nick, guest uh, on the show next time he comes down. I'll, I'll connect with him. Mike G's incredible. Yeah, uh, but he was the first one to distill commercially, although it was a very very tiny. Production, very, mm-hmm. very tiny production. Mm-hmm. The most famous Texas producer of Satol is Desert Door, although they're very controversial. They're like the and why are they controversial? They're like the Nat Sherman of oh, yeah. of, of okay. Satol. One, they're making it sound like it's a Texas spirit. They don't really represent the Mexican history and the and so there's a lot mm. of controversy around the way that they present the spirit. I love that Nat Sherman has become a descriptor. Oh, hey man, they don't exist anymore. So for I can... something that's not quite on the level, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a... uh, well, they do exist because they're being they're well, being put out now. It's interesting uh, by that, that Nick's asking this because he's the kind of guy in our club. He's known as Duke Nukem, um, <laughs> and um, 
it, he's the kind of guy who will go find this and actually make a batch yeah. just, just yeah. for giggles. Satoli is a tremendously fun spirit. But Talisker, Talisker, listen, the whole concept of terroir and single malts, actually, Glenfiddich started the term single malt, but Talisker, Diageo, uh, Glenkinchy, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of uh, all of them, but there's literally the six regions of Scotland was all started by Diageo's parent, Talisker's parent company, uh, to promote the different regions and how uh, Akintoshin, Glenkinchy, mm-hmm. uh, Talisker, Lagavulin, all of those brands, their parent company was trying to showcase how each region has its own notable flavor. Yeah. Flavor. flavor, yeah, yeah. very uh, much. Talisker is is a classic malt of Scotland, and it's absolutely one of my favorites. And it's incredibly unique, though. It's mm-hmm. so it's, good. It's it's just. By the yeah. way, you mentioned Glenfiddich. Yeah. Did you know about this? Uh, Glenfiddich. First of all, I know everything. But go ahead. Uh, okay. Then then obviously you're in the know about Glenfiddich mm-hmm. Distilleries launching a fleet of trucks that runs on whiskey waste. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that I is think, pretty cool. I think it's <laughs> absolutely cool. awesome. I mean, drinking and driving finally makes sense, right? So, so let me tell you how genius William Grant and Sons are. Yeah? Their, their, their brain trust, whatever's got the wheels turning to do projects for their brands, is off the charts the most creative. It's like they all did mushrooms and was like, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> I love that. At the Whiskey Social two years ago, they brought out an 18-wheeler cement truck. But instead oh, I remember of, that. Instead of the cement truck... Container. Yes, that was awesome. It was a cocktail shaker. Yeah. The the only way you come up with that idea is through mushrooms and acid and yes, like, <laughs> and Talisker single malt. Yeah. Like that conversation always starts with, you know, it'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. And by the way, there's a lot of those conversations that go absolutely nowhere. So to me, the real uh, the real talent is the discernment to know which of those conversations <laughs> that start out with, you know, would be cool, yeah. uh, are worth pursuing, right? One of the that's most... why ideas are day one and decisions are day two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one would that's, hope. That's genius. One would hope. Yeah. One of the one of the uh, uh, the pro, one of the downsides of being part of a massive corporation like Diageo is you play it safe always. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which makes sense. You're you got a lot make of money. money if yeah, you, you got this. a lot of money on the line. Sure. But but no one. No one is more creative when it comes to innovating the, the Scotch category than William Grant and Glenfiddich. They they have always had a new idea, a new approach. Let's try this. Let's try that. Well, like their IPA cask uh, um, uh, whiskey, if you remember. IPA, that their was XX. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You guys have had David Allardyce in here. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah and, the, but, the fact that they hired that guy, he's a blast. Right, yeah. But but you're absolutely right. But I just want to say that's that's what I love about what you're talking about what you're doing with Gregarious Grump and with your other uh, endeavors here. Yeah, what an is, awful name for a brand. <laughs> right. But it's, it's aw- a beautiful but name. It's, it's perfect. awesome, though. And and that's what I love is that you're you're able to still do things on that. Wouldn't it be cool if yeah, you know yeah, uh, yeah. basis? And I think that's uh, I think that's a, a wonderful thing. Well, uh, Chris, we are we're fans of yours, and we appreciate you uh, being on our show and and acting as our resident whiskey expert. We are uh, huge supporters of the Whiskey Social. We encourage everybody to get involved. And if you are uh, a listener who is not in the Greater Houston area, just wait because Chris is coming. They're going to do a Whiskey Social in your town, and it's going to be awesome. You're you're one of those guys that's going to be gone all the time because yeah. you're going to be out doing socials everywhere. Yeah, well, I, it, it's a passion, and, a, and I appreciate everything that's happened so far. We're incredibly blessed. 
But man, am I tired. And 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 <laughs> if you want like great like interesting conversation while people drink while they're uh, having it, check out Whiskey Neat because yeah. Whiskey Neat's a lot. Check of fun. out Whiskey Neat on ESPN. Uh, yeah. And then of course y'all come on down to Gulf Coast Distillers. All of the gregarious stuff's going to be based out of there in the interim as we build out the East End Distilling Company mm-hmm. uh, and 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 flourish. This idea of like independent bottles in, uh, in in Houston. So, you know, I don't care what Alan Denny says about you. I think you're all right. Well, to be fair, I don't care what Alan Denny says about anything. Well, there you so go. So that uh, that that makes it work. Uh, Ian, anything else you need to uh, uh, get off your chest here before we wrap up? I like whiskey, and now I like Satul. Uh, well, this is a uh, this is a perfect show That's for you. That's my uh, deep and meaningful mm-hmm. moments for the day. Thank you to uh, Mary for putting all the booking stuff together. Thank you to Adam on the Wheels of Steel, Massive making it all both. produce. And uh, and Mary's Chris was incredible. just kidding; he wouldn't kill kill you. Um, and uh, thank you to everyone. Who makes it through, especially those of you who make it through to our final segment. I'm always amazed that people do. I read something this week that said uh, uh, it's like something like 65% of people never make it past the first 10 minutes of a podcast. So if you're still here, and comedy, we salute you. Absolutely. In comedy specials, it's 27 minutes of the first hour. No like, kidding. No one. Like, why are we doing hour comedy specials when no one lasts longer than 27 minutes? Well, didn't uh, didn't what was the Comedy Central used to do the half hour comedy hour? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. was a brutal. Brilliant idea. And it makes perfect sense. Yeah, brilliant idea. Well, uh, we uh, appreciate all of you who are still with us here. We've enjoyed having great spirits and beers and talking cigars, and we'll be back to do it again next week. As a matter of fact, next week, a great wrong is righted here on um, Smoking and Toasting. And I just have to pause because the last time we righted a great wrong, it was when we had St. Arnold uh, Brewing on the show. And Chris told me before the show he had St. Arnold news that he was going to break on the show, and we never got to it. Yeah. So before we go, you've got to break your St. Arnold news. You just reminded me. Now, just to be clear, <coughs> you're not announcing what next week is, right? Oh, I'm going to say who's going to be okay. here, yes. Does it have to do with a flower? No. Okay. Uh, so St. Arnold has been doing a lot with our distillery, and we just took some of their beer, their delicious beer, mm-hmm. and distilled the shit out of it. So okay. there's going to be a St. Arnold whiskey coming pretty soon. So you used their their mash bill, their actual beer, and yeah. and and distilled it into whiskey. Wow, I'm so excited for this. I nice. cannot wait. I'm so it's, excited. It's so, and you heard it here first on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely, we have a great partnership with them. They seem to be doing a lot of great things, uh, and they're one of are they Houston's oldest brewery? They are Texas' oldest craft yeah, brewery. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. fan. Yeah, we're big fans of them here as well. Absolutely. And, and we realized about like uh, 200 shows in, we'd never had them on, and we're able to right that wrong. And We've we, had them twice now, yeah. yeah. And, and we write another great wrong on next week's show when No Label Brewing makes their first appearance here on No Smoking Label, finally. Finally, yes. And, and this is a brewery. You and I have been enjoying their beers yeah. for years. Are we fans? We're, I am, yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think they're awesome. Wow. They're from Katy. Uh, Katie Gitches. Oh, you're booing Katie? Yeah, just in general. Yeah, well, uh, I boo Katie traffic. That's an awful yeah. place. <laughs> I, I would boo Katie except for the fact that No Label is there, I'm which makes huge, me like it better. Huge fan of No Label. I, yeah, that's no, what I was wondering. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, what's no. the beef there? No, no, there's no beef. We've just never managed to yeah. get them on, and we will do that on next week's show. As a matter of fact, scheduled to appear is Tom Painter from No Label Brewing. So we're, we're very excited about this. These guys make great beers, and uh, so we're so we're really psyched about that. Want to thank you uh, again, Chris, for being here, and want to invite you to be tuned in. 
two weeks from today when we'll be doing a special long-distance Skype interview with Knucklebones. They're the guys who have put this ACDC beer together. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I'm excited got, to hear we've it. We've got some of the ACDC beer we'll be here to uh, sample. So you're welcome to come on back and, and sample with us. Y'all can make me learn some ACDC songs hey, so, on the uh, On the ukulele? ukulele? Yeah. Isn't there an album somewhere of ACDC songs? I mean, I was, on, I was jamming like, the have a Bluegrass. drink on me riff. Isn't there like a, a band that did ACDC bluegrass covers? Oh, Hazy Dixie. And thank you. I knew it was out there. Yeah. <laughs> have you all, have you never listened to that? You didn't even no, make a no, no, no. Oh, you need to look up Hazy Dixie. Yeah, they do ACDC covers all bluegrass. It's pretty awesome. I, you got you got my wheels turning. <laughs> I got my wheels turning. I, I've got an idea, but I need to check some things first. Okay. And I'll run it by you off air. All right, fair enough. All right. And thank you to everybody for being here for part of the show. Uh, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate you hanging out with us. Thanks to Liliana, our uh, tequila expert, who was on uh, the show notes with us today. And we will be back Thanks, with Bruce and Duke and yes, uh, absolutely. Liliana and, and Nick, even and though he's calling something Brian. like. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and even uh, Alan Denny, who was on the show no, notes. Today, so. No, no, no. Take that one back. Not him? <laughs> have a great week, my friends. And uh, trust no one. And we'll see you next week. And I don't have anything to let to toast with, but that will not stop me for going. Cheers. Wait Cheers. a minute. I'm getting there. Oh, yeah. Oh, more of that Talisker. That was delicious. Woo!